MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. All right, today's Thursday, June 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A dangerous smoky haze has filled the Philadelphia region due to wildfires burning in Canada. A code red air quality alert remains in effect for the entire Delaware Valley. Visible satellite shows thick smoke moving through our region. It has reached areas from Philadelphia on north and continues to press southward. While many areas have been in the red unhealthy zone, some places in this plume are showing even higher in a very unhealthy zone now. The reason we are seeing such concentrated smoke has to do with the weather. So we're actually stuck in between the low pressure east of Maine and high pressure just west of us. That means the wildfire smoke is being directly funneled through the northeast and into our region. So it's just this scenario that it all yeah. is just getting funneled right to here. It's we're a getting a, a concentrated dose of it all. They're saying Saturday the air quality should slowly improve, although I feel like that just keeps getting pushed back the day that mm. they're telling us that it's going to be better. Well, I was watching this morning and they were saying that it is pushing southerly and that by later today it will be a bit better here and worse in Delaware. Oh, okay. Experts say it's a good time to put off yard work and outdoor exercise. (laughs) If you go out, you could also consider wearing an N95 or KN95 mask to reduce your exposure to pollutants. They also recommend staying inside, keeping your windows and fireplaces shut, and run the air conditioning on a recirculation setting. Saw a headline on an article this morning online uh, that said that uh, New York City has the worst quality uh, air quality in the world, and I was honestly, I bizarrely, I felt yet defensive for Philadelphia again. I think we have worse air quality than New York. No, we do. Come on, <laughs> got to stick up for your city, please. Well, right now we do. So, so yeah, I was telling that's you, what I thought. I, well, I was telling Credit. you off the air. Um, they, uh, what did I say? It was micrograms yes. that they, they, uh, they, the number that they measured in, and oh, New York those City, micrograms. New York City was at um, two ninety seven, and we were at four seventeen before this all came in. We were at forty. Yeah, like that's how high it is and how yep. unhealthy it is right now. Uh, there are some travel. There were some travel disruptions yesterday due to visibility, and more expected today. Flights can take off, but they're being spread out for safety right now at the Philadelphia International Airport. A handful of delays are being reported. Be sure to check with your airline if you are flying today. Air quality in New York City, like Preston just mentioned, Philadelphia, and other cities in the Northeast uh, remain between very unhealthy and hazardous, uh, and it's not expected to dramatically improve today as smoke from hundreds of Canadian wildfires continue to envelope the region to battle to help battle the raging wildfires in canada the united states has sent more than 600 u.s firefighters and support personnel to the country the white house announced on wednesday evening 432 fires are burning across canada at the moment 247 of them are deemed out of control prime minister justin trudeau said that he spoke with president biden about the critical support and thanked him for the help the americans are providing canada as the country continues to fight these devastating wildfires Fires. At a, Thank you. At a press br- briefing, that's how he talks. <laughs> that's how he talks. Yeah. Yeah. Got that accent. Yeah. At a press briefing Wednesday, the White House said more than 600 U.S. firefighters and personnel equipped with water bombers have been deployed so far to help Canada battle the fires. There are nearly 1,000 firefighters from the United States, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa with additional firefighters from France expected helping battle the wildfires. Uh, Fun fact, Kathy, when I take an especially robust dump, I call that a water bomber. (laughs) A water bomber. 
The federal government said this season is on track to be the worst fire season Canada has ever experienced, and the risk of wildfires will remain well above average in most of the country throughout the summer. More than 2,200 wildfires have been recorded across Canada this year, and about 3.3 million hectares burned, according to the National Resources in Canada. Here's a warning for those who prefer swimming in the back bays of the Jersey Shore instead of the ocean. Marine experts say a dangerous sea creature could be hiding beneath the surface oh of the God. water. I know, I know, I swear. What is it? A clinging jellyfish. Yeah. Oh my God. So for but what? Listen, yeah, a clinging jellyfish. Okay. For some who like to vacation at the Jersey Shore, what's lurking uh, in the water could be a concern. So these clinging jellyfish have been spotted in a number of locations, most recently from Stone Harbor to Cape May. They're little. They're little, but they're are they little clingy? Yeah, I, I saw. I could have been looking at a baby. I don't know, but it looked small. Well, they, they're saying that sometimes people don't even know that they've been stung until right. hours later. So Uh-oh. maybe oh, they are okay. little. Until so, they slide out of their genitals. So if you get stung, they said you won't feel the powerful effects until hours later. A marine biologist from Montclair State University says oftentimes four or five hours afterwards, somebody heads to the hospital because they're incredible. They're in incredible pain. They've got the oh, paralysis toxins. Just wonderful. <laughs> a delay. So you could be getting stung yeah. multiple times, times and have no idea until four or five hours later to the excruciating pain. Is yeah. that what you said? That people have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never heard of this before. It reminds me of, like, the box jellyfish, which are t- tiny. They're smaller jellyfish as well. Again, but I'm at going least, on what I saw. At, at least, least that kills you. That has the, yes, <laughs> yeah. that has the courtesy yeah. of letting you know that at this moment right. you You've have been, been stung, stung right. and you should do something about it as opposed to... I, you didn't even realize you got stung 15 times till five hours It's like later. a practical joke, isn't right. it? It is. Yeah. According to the New Jersey Department... Him and he doesn't even know. According to the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, if you get stung, rinse the area with salt water and remove any remaining tentacle materials using gloves, a plastic card, or a thick towel. Like, they don't even want you to touch it with your hands. Yeah. And, and at that point, after you discover it's happened, isn't that pretty much after the fact anyway? Yeah. So if symptoms persist, pain increases instead of subsiding, seek prompt medical attention. Uh, if you encounter a clinging jellyfish, do not touch it. They said avoid contact and don't try to collect it and get it out of the water. So if you, if my understanding is if you've been stung by one of these, then go over to the shore side. They release a toxin that draws in sharks. Right. Oh, <laughs> you can swim yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just come get me at this point. Uh, so if you see one, uh, they want you to email Montclair State University's research team with the specific location, the GPS coordinates, if possible, and an image. Yeah, I sure want to get jellyfish here. <laughs> but uh, so la- they were last seen uh, between Stone Harbor and Cape May. So... Enjoy Wildwood. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. In sports this morning. game that was supposed to take place at the ballpark last night against the Detroit Tigers was postponed because of smoke and unhealthy air quality. The game is expected to take place tonight at the ballpark. If that happens, Zach Wheeler is scheduled to get the start for the Phils at 6.05. At the NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets beat the Heat 109-94 last night in Miami. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray became the first teammates in NBA Finals history to both record triple doubles. Jokic finished with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists, the first such game 
game in NBA Finals history, while Murray had 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Game four is tomorrow night. Tip-off is scheduled for 8.30. The Stanley Cup Finals are in South Florida for tonight's game three. The Vegas Golden Knights lead the series two games to none over the Florida Panthers. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And in soccer news, Lionel Messi will soon be playing the sport professionally in North America. Messi announced his major or announced his move to the Major League Soccer Club Interim Miami CF after his departure from uh, Paris Saint-Germain. The Argentine superstar made the announcement about his next club in an interview with Spanish Publications. MLS later confirmed the deal on social media. The rival of Messi will be the biggest signing in the 20-year history of Major League Soccer. And that's what I have for you this morning. By the way, Messi, and I I don't follow professional soccer, uh, but uh, just visually, he reminds me of Zava from uh, from from, uh, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's huge news. I love that character. Wait, which one is he? Is he the, like, the crazy... He's the Italian uh, superstar. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, All right, well, listen, welcome to Thursday morning. It is uh, yet another hazy day. Very strange, all this stuff going on, but uh, we're, we're, uh, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's coming, so uh, just deal with it if you can for today. We have a few things that are taking place. We have a concert announcement. Yes. Uh, so we've been having a lot of those lately, so we'll get to that around 8 o'clock or so. Uh, Guest-wise, my favorite comedian, Tom Papa, is going to be on the program. Friend of the, a friend of the program. I didn't even know that. That's a, very cool. A bread brother of yours, Steve. Yes. And uh, we will, uh, we'll spend some time with him. He's got a new book out called We're All In This Together, So Make Some Room, which is available everywhere now. So Tom will check in with us around uh, 9 o'clock this morning. Um, and on top of that, we've got a cool teacher. Man, we are coming down to the wire on this. We have an announcement to make. For the coolest teacher, yesterday we had shouted out to Academy Park uh, in Sharon Hill to vote and tell us who the coolest teacher was. We got the votes. We now have a name to announce and an award to give to Ms. Hannah Thomas. Who is the health and phys ed teacher and volleyball coach ah. at Academy Park. So we are happy to set Hannah up with a very cool prize, which is, of course, the presidency coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and a $50 gift card to Five Blow, who's our sponsor this year. And by the way, if you know Miss Thomas, let her, uh, let her in on this, that uh, she won, and to get in touch, and we'd like to say hello and just uh, congratulate her kind of in person. All right, now, on to our final one of the year, 2023. Steve Morrison gets the honor. Very nervous now. Of choosing a school. Who is it going to be? It is Woodbury Junior Senior High School. All right, Woodbury. It's a junior and senior high school. All right, Woodbury, it's up to you guys, and you get the honor of being the final school this year. To vote, and all you have to do is text the word "teacher" to three nine three three three, and we'll send you the voting link. It is that simple. So, text the word "teacher" three nine three three three. And if you go to Woodbury, make sure you uh, let the staff know, let the front office know that uh, this is going on, and they can help spread the word as well. And then tomorrow morning, we're going to find out who the final cool teacher of twenty twenty three is. Nick is looking up notable alumni. What a great way to wrap up the year if you're the last person who's nominated. For yeah. or wins, yeah. coolest teacher Steve. You probably know this name, uh, Roscoe Lee Brown. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. he graduated Actor, from there. legendary. Yeah, yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, and you guys remember our, our friend Rebecca Marine? She yes. was a one-armed yeah. model. Did yeah, she that, go there? 
That's where she went as well. Ah. She's she's made it to the list of notable notable alumni. We love her. This they also go way back. Uh, Nick, there's a guy named Oscar Fraley. Oh yeah, who is a co-author with Elliot Ness wow. of The Untouchables. Wow, isn't that wild? That's crazy. Wow. So that was uh, he was uh, class of 1934. Jeez. at Woodbury High School. So That's a pretty be... eclectic group there. Yeah, they've got some history. There. You would I'm know not... Roscoe Lee Brown. Presley. He's been in a number of things. Yeah, what has he been in? Because uh, I know that name. Uh, Nick, can you yeah. pull up his, uh, yeah, as soon as I, oh, man. Yeah. He's fantastic. Steve, he's in one of my all-time favorite westerns. He's in the Cowboys. Yes. He's the He's, he's the, the guy. He's excellent. Oh, yes. he's fantastic. Oh, wow. And uh, and he passed away not that long ago. He had this wonderful voice. He spoke yes. like this. Oscar Roscoe Lee Brown. Wow. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, we're putting it out there to Woodbury Junior, Junior Senior High School. You guys make sure you place those votes and let us know. All right. We're going to take a break because we have a lot to get to in the entertainment report. Got some heavy stories. Got some lighter stories. Have a stupid question and all that. And a lot of musical birthdays today, by the way. So we'll break and come back with that. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our cool teacher's call. Oh, so before we even ask the stupid question, we are going to meet this person who was voted the coolest teacher at uh, Academy Park High School. It is Hannah Thomas. Good morning, Hannah. Hi, guys. How are you? We're great. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. I'm shocked. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, they did it for you. They came through, they voted, and they have named you the coolest teacher of the year. You are health and phys ed, correct? Yep, I'm a health and PE teacher at Academy Park. And how long have you been at uh, Academy Park? Um, this is my second year. Wow. wow. There's been a couple of... The newbies are killing it. ...fairly new teachers yeah. that have won the award this year. So you have to come in and really... Make your presence known then if uh, if you've only been at it a couple of years to be this popular with the students. What is the what is the magic you have, Hannah? Um, honestly, I just try and get to know them as much as possible. And I'm lucky I see most of the school because as a gym teacher, I have pretty large classes. That's, That's true. Yeah, yeah. You're always the case. And then you're the coach of the volleyball team, right? 
Yep. Yep. Right. I'm the volleyball coach, so I see a ton of kids outside of the kids I teach, and it's a really awesome time. How was your season this year? Um, we're always getting better every year. COVID kind of hurt us, uh, but my girls are hard workers, so they're improving every time they come to practice. Okay. I always loved watching the volleyball players because that was something that I could not play. Like in gym class when we had to play volleyball, I dreaded it because <laughs> the the ball, when it would hit my arms, I'd be like, I don't know how these girls do this. That hurts. It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, it is an awesome game. It's scary sometimes. Like some people can hit the ball really hard and people are like shocked. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only, techniques. the only thing, and this is me being nitpicky about volleyball, is uh, everybody always uh, slaps hands after every single point. After yeah, it, yeah, whether, yeah, whether they get a point yeah. or not, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all slapping no. hands. And I get it. It's a camaraderie thing, right, Hannah? Yeah, my parents were actually shocked. We are a family of swimmers, so they were so confused when even if we lost a point, that we shook hands in the middle. They were like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you you <laughs> lost. This is not a reason for congratulations. Yeah. But. You should be ashamed. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's cool. And obviously, a lot of people that a lot of the teachers have won uh, or have been uh, given this honor are coaches. So that clearly yeah. impacts the students. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it gives us a chance to make Good relationships. When, when are you guys wrapping up uh, the year? When's the uh, final day? Or have you, have you already ended? Um, students' last day is the 13th. Okay. Um, but the teacher's last day is the 16th. Okay. All right. Excellent. And your summer plans, Hannah? I nanny in the summer. So I'll be working with the family that I nanny for. I'm sorry. You'll a be nanny. Oh, you're a nanny. Okay. Oh. Wow. All right. Working this summer. All right. Very good. Well, listen. They love what you do, and they want you to know about it. So we are going to give you, as a memento, as a little uh, token to have, uh, the coolest teacher of the year, the President Steve, coolest teacher of the year, coffee mug. And, of course, we'll give you a $50 gift card from our friends at Five Below to enjoy as well, okay? Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. Have yourself a great summer. Hannah Thomas at Academy Park. And the final school that has been chosen is Woodbury Junior Senior High School in Woodbury, New Jersey. So you guys... Text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link, and hopefully we'll have your favorite teacher on the air with us tomorrow morning. All right, stupid question. We're going to give away as a prize a $50 Metro Diner dining card. The question I have for you is, the Hugo Award uh-huh. is given in what field? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The Hugo Award is given in what field? I'm going to have to disqualify myself from this person. I won't be playing this game. You won't be? Don't call oh, it. Yeah. Right. 215 WMMR. We'll go through some birthdays today, May the eighth day of uh, um, not August of June. Hold on there, press. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Chuck Negron. He is one of the singers of Three Dog Night. I was a big Three Dog Night Me fan. Too. Yeah, yeah. And you know what song I love by them? It's a song called Shambhala. On the road to Shambhala. It's a great. Tune. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Paul Williams wrote this one, did he not? Oh, did he? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. He was a huge hit writer in the seventies. Yeah. 70s, yeah. There yes, is, Kathy. I believe it's this. I believe it's this song. There is like a mystery with this song in my family. So my mom and uh, her best friend, who was, you know, we called her aunt, even though she wasn't. Um, she has, we know her as Mama Cass. <laughs> <laughs> no, she has. She has since passed away. And and um, but when they were alive, they, when that song would come on, they would make eye contact and like laugh hysterically. There was something really? behind it, and and neither one of them would tell any of us. So just amongst the family, they had this thing no, just, about that song. Just, just two people just the two of them and but we all noticed it and and like my my other aunts would be like she would never tell the story about it we asked her kids asked and 
nobody would tell us. Is, is one of them still alive? My my mom. Yes, yeah, right. my mom's alive. Here's Let's the get deal. Cherry on. We got We got to find out what the story what the is. The song is I'm, right. I'm, I'm going she bigger, sw- Preston. Uh, I'm going. We finally have to have Netflix to come into a documentary <laughs> about her family because. From the guy, from the uncle who was a paperclip to the other one who lived in a box to her dad banging Janice Joplin to this. And then finding out to 23andMe that for half of PA are relatives. Yeah. Yeah, the race car. My yeah, the race car yeah. guy who had it's, sex it's a with lot. the lower half of the country. There needs to be. All right, Chuck Negron is 81 today. Boz Scab. Yes. Another one of my faves. Yes. Is 79 years old. I have been playing this song on drums a lot. Oh, really? Lately. Uh, the Lido Shuffle. Uh, yeah, Jeff Percaro, one of He's the all-time great drummers, played on this song. That, that L.A. rock sound. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's pop rock, but uh, he great. was he worked with uh, Michael McDonald. He was uh, when uh, Donald Fagan was doing that New York Rock and Soul Review. Yeah. Boss Skaggs was always a part of it. And you know who he went to high school with? Steve Miller. Well, there you go. They were, and they were in a band together when they were younger. So uh, he is 79 years old today. And Lowdown's a great song, too. Uh, Juliana Margulies from ER and The Good Wife. She's and, a crush of yours, right? I, I love her. I think she's a very beautiful woman. You uh, left out Ghost Ship, though, Preston. Ghost Ship, yeah. yes. She is uh, 57 today. So happy birthday, Juliana Margulies. Nancy Sinatra. Yep. Celebrates her 83rd birthday today. What movie do you think of when you hear this? Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. What's that? Uh, Also, Duke's... Right? Austin Powers. No. No, So, 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 who do you call it, does it? Uh, She... Jessica Simpson Jessica did a version of it, yeah. yeah. But there's a scene it's in, great in Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket, Jacket yeah. that, I, that I always oh, really? think of. Oh, really? Like, yeah. yeah. I yeah. immediately think of the Fembots. Well, what? No, what? Ah. Yes. That's right. The scene in Full Metal Jacket is it starts with a, a prostitute walking away, yep. and she's walking across the street. It's a great scene. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, that entire movie, by the way, Preston, was filmed in England. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nancy Sinatra's 83 today. Keenan Ivory Waynes has his birthday. Uh, he is 65. He was here for his... Was it his yes. 60th it was, birthday? Yeah. It, well, yeah, five I, years ago I, today, maybe? I think, it was it might six, have been... I think it was his 60th birthday. I'll tell you what. That was a big thrill to have him here in the studio. I agree. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy I look up to. So it's happy 65th Keenan Ivory Waynes. Uh, Lindsay Davenport, the tennis player, is 47. I'm going to kind of skip through a few of these. Uh, Although we do have... stink! Do you have anything from Simply Red? Because it's... uh, Yes. Mick Hucknall, the lead singer of this band. I always loved, loved this song. This is a great song. Yeah. Still is. Uh, He turns uh, 63 years old today. Very moody, evocative. Yeah. So is this this the one that's in uh, Wedding Singer, where uh, the Arquette uh, sibling sings this? I'm not sure. I know he sings, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Yeah, yeah. okay, he does that. Club. Yeah, but I'm not sure about the whole oh, Matthew. But it, no, no, no. It, it is in that movie, but it's not him. It's the other guy. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Bonnie Tyler. This is her song. A lot of musical birthdays today. Uh, Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler turns uh, 72 today. Uh, we also have Nick Rose, keyboardist for... Duran Duran and turns uh, 61 years old. I have, a, I have a quick story about Nick Rhodes. Had the chance to meet him and the rest of the band one time. And Nick Rhodes just see, always seemed like this kind of very soft yeah. guy. Very, very soft-spoken. Very kind of fragile. 
He had a vice grip handshake. <laughs> I love that. I was so surprised. They, they're super nice guys, by they the way. Are. And, and I and, love that band. And they're coming to town. They are. Yeah. Me and Caroline are going to go see them. Oh, Caroline awesome. wants to see them in concert. And I'm like, hell yes. I've saw, That was one of my favorite shows I've yeah. seen. I saw them uh, when Ordinary World, when that song came out. Great song. And they were fantastic. Uh, so he is 61 today. How about the great Derek Trucks celebrating birthday? Allman wow. Brothers Band. Yep. The Derek Trucks Band. This, the Tedeschi Trucks Band. That's like the Tedeschi Trucks Band and uh, and the Derek Trucks Band I love. Nice. Yeah. So uh, he turns, uh, he's only 44 years old. Yeah, he's a baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of, I think you're thinking of uh, Dickie Betts, Preston. When you Dickie say Be- yeah, probably. Derek, Derek Trucks is much younger and, uh, and is a newer member of the band. All right, well, happy 44th to Derek Trucks. And then the final birthday, we like to call him a friend of the show, Frank Grillo. Ah. Uh. As Frank's his birthday. Love to have him on again. The guy's done about 200 movies since we last spoke to him. But Action yeah, star. Working a ton. Uh, and I, it didn't, the, the article that I saw saying it was his birthday did not have his age. I think he and I are the same age. I think he's 55 mm. years old, if I remember that correctly, because we're in the exact same physical condition. Right. It's right. astonishing. It's easy to remember. It, it's hard for me in the morning to not say good morning, Frank. <laughs> 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 Happy birthday, Frank Grillo. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. The Hugo Award is given in what field? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Mike, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hi, Mike. <laughs> you guys are smoking. Oh, 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 yeah. Thank you. Hence the air quality. <laughs> All right, buddy, What uh, the Hugo Award is given in what field, please? Writing in science fiction. Science fiction, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Mike. Got yourself a $50 Metro Diner dining card. Burger Connoisseur is taken by out of Metro Diner's new burger lineup. A trio of 100% Angus burgers featuring a barbecue bacon burger, a black and blue burger, and a pimento cheeseburger. It's available now through July 4th. You can visit uh, MetroDiner.com. All right, let's get right into some of the entertainment stories. And like I said, I've, I've got, well, I'll start with a lighter one. I'll get to some heavier things. But All right. uh, Tom Holland is taking time off from Hollywood after wrapping up the crowded room. Uh, the Marvel star told Extra that it was a tough time for sure. He said, we were exploring certain emotions that I have definitely never experienced before. And then on top of that, being a producer, dealing with the day-to-day problems that come with any film set, just to add it to the extra level of pressure, he said, I am taking a year off, and that is the result of how difficult the show was. Didn't he? Uh, he's also started uh, on the road to sobriety, yes? I believe that is correct, yes. yeah. So this uh, show starts uh, tomorrow, premieres on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it's called The Crowded Room. So well, I, d- I don't know what it's about. I have no idea, but apparently it dives into some deep mm. um, uh, emotional Stuff. and mental things. Yeah. All right, this, I was so sad, uh, uh, upset to see this. Shannon Doherty revealed yesterday the breast cancer she's been battling for several years has spread to her brain. Uh, She posted an emotional post on Instagram. It was a video of her receiving radiation. She said, on January 5th, my scan showed METs in my brain. Uh, My fear is obvious. She said, I'm extremely claustrophobic, and there was a lot going on in my life, but that fear, the turmoil, the timing of it all... This is what cancer can look like. Uh, the announcement was met with an outpouring of support and encouragement from other stars and cancer survivors alike. Uh, actor and longtime friend Selma Blair commented on the post saying this is a lot to take on still again. And I am wishing for all the wise peace you have learned to find you in the terror moments to know that we are holding you. Love all love. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller wrote, you are a warrior. 
Um, and she had uh, she's battled breast cancer since 2015. Yeah, she received yeah. her first diagnosis then. Um, she said she underwent a mastectomy, received chemotherapy and radiation treatment, and then she announced she was in remission in 2017. Uh, but in 2020, she went public with a second diagnosis of breast cancer, this time stage four. Uh, throughout the years, she has candidly documented her journey living with cancer. In October 2021, she posted a selfie of her lying in a bed with a shaved head with a nosebleed. And she had written at the time, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'd like to share uh, more of my own personal journey from my first diagnosis to my second. Is it all pretty? No, but it's truthful. And she said, I hope that I encourage people to get mammograms, to get regular checkups, to cut through the fear and face whatever might be in front of you. Sage advice. Yes, absolutely. So it's just, ah, oh, you just terrible. hate to see that. Especially somebody gets a, a remission yeah. diagnosis. You know, and, and I get confused when, when you have remission and cancer-free. Yeah. I mean, are, are any of us ever really out of the woods when it comes to this thing? Listen, you know? the, 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 there have been astonishing strides. My mother had a, a brain cancer was uh, actually uh, what she had that diagnosed first, and then it actually we found out later. It was lung cancer? I, yeah, and I believe mm. there was... Um, oh, lung cancer can spread it, yeah. brain cancer... Right, right, and that was the the, the thing, Nick, yeah. which even at that time seemed obvious, though was not checked by the hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, had she have had the situation then that she had, if she had it now, they could have probably eradicated it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the mammograms, though. I don't, you know, some people say they hurt and all that kind of stuff. I've had, you know, a couple of them, and to me, it's... It's no big deal. Like, it's just so worth Yeah, and we're going. talking about you, too. Yeah, yeah. It, Who's scared has, of everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and I don't know. I don't know if it's if, if it's different for people. They say that it maybe have smaller breasts or, or whatever. But for me, it it is not painful, at least the the one that I get. Um, and it's super easy. You're in and out. It's quick. And same thing with uh, getting a colonoscopy. Just It's it's no big deal. Go, go uh, get honestly, it done. Honestly, go get it done. I've never had like four of them. I've never had any drugs, and I've never been drunk but that propofol is rocking. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. Um, and this was a sad story, too, and I apologize for the string of them, but the Iron Sheik. Aww. WWE legend, who was one of Hulk Hogan's greatest rivals during the 1980s, passed away. He was 81 years old. I remember that whole Hulk Sheik rivalry. Oh, yeah. Nikolai yeah. Volkov. It was and, great. Yeah, it yeah. was great. But, um, th- so, but he was also an awesome follow on Twitter. Yes. And I'm like, was he? he was he? funny oh. as oh, hell. Really? So funny. He loved the word jabroni yeah uh, he would tell everybody to uh, you know f off or whatever but uh did he actually hate hulk hogan because on his twitter it made it seem like he hated hulk i don't hogan. think so um, it's possible but uh, i mean he was always in the act um speaking of jabroni he created that word yeah uh, that's that's where it came from and in fact oh um, really yeah i didn't know uh, that dwayne johnson talks about that we have a clip uh, of him yep uh, first, let me have a, a clip of him remembering uh, the Iron Sheik. Let's go with this. I grew up calling the Iron Sheik Uncle Sheiky, and when my dad and the Iron Sheik used to wrestle together, Uncle Sheiky would come over to the house, and, and his wife would babysit me, and I was about eight years old at that time. So God bless that woman, his wife, Carol. I hope you guys are staying strong. Again, I'm so sorry to hear the news. And then he talks about uh, about Jabroni. Yeah. Here we go. So when I first came in to the WWE, the Iron Sheik had pulled me aside and he said, Baba, let me tell you something. He said, you come into the locker room, you sit down, you shut your mouth and you just watch and you learn. He said, and then you understand who the good people 
and Huta Jabronis. Of course, a couple of years later, when I became The Rock, I borrowed the term jabroni. And The Rock says, you jabroni, shut your mouth and know your role. All the credit goes to the Iron Sheik. Oh, there man. you go. Yeah. We had the action figure. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Uh, There's something about his look was just great. The mustache. I mean, come on. Uh, and the voice. Uh, yes. I don't know if we have a clip of his um, Hall of Fame. We do. Wrestling Hall of Fame acceptance. Yep, here we go. I was Minnesota Wrestling Club five times AAU. And after that, Mr. Garnier, give me a job. I used to drive the truck, put on the ring, pick up the ring. Yeah. And I was referee. I pay my due. That's because I want to say I was 184, but I was so much fall in love with the wrestling from put on the ring, pick up the ring, 24 hours in the Midwest. I drive from Minneapolis to Milwaukee, <laughs> Chicago. I made it to the Olympics. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we're looking at his Twitter account, Kathy. I'll read a few of these. Okay. Uh, and by and the way, this was all the way up until just a couple of days ago. And the, this is in all caps. F dancing with your eyes closed. That's one post. <laughs> uh, F, and I cannot stand this enough. Stress. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. The Monday. <laughs> F, the rhythm and the rhyme. F, the Apple Vision Pro headset. Uh, and then he writes, if you are a jabroni, I will beat the F out of you. I mean, he just posted funny stuff like that all the time. He I began, can't believe jabroni came from him. I yeah. had no yeah. idea. Uh, he started in 1972. He was uh, recruited by uh, to the Midwestern AWA by legendary promoter uh, Vern Gagne. Uh, in the same training class as Ric Flair. Uh, he spent about eight years there before traversing other territories such as the WWF, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, Mid-South Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Florida, and Georgia Championship Wrestling. And then he returned to the WWF in 1983, kicked off his time as a nationally recognized figure, culminating in his defeat of Bob Backlund uh, as the World Championship, uh, in the World Championship, uh, the night after Christmas at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he had uh, Trap Buckland in his submission maneuver, the camel clutch. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Backlund did not tap out. The manager uh, threw in the towel, and Sheik became the champion. A uh, few uh, people obviously have uh, have uh, made statements about him. Jake the Snake Roberts wrote a true icon and someone who left the mark on wrestling that can never be erased. Another great one gone. Uh, Mick Foley wrote, although that I've never gotten to know the Sheik well, I was fortunate to have been on hand for two of his most iconic matches, uh, the title over Bob Backlund at Madison Square Garden and his boot camp match with Sergeant Slaughter at Madison Square Garden in 1984. He said, I also had the honor of wrestling the Iron Sheik for the first and only time on tour on a tour of Dominica in 1987. Uh, and uh, he said he was one of a kind. His real name, by the way, uh, was uh, he was born in uh, uh, Iran. Yeah. And uh, his name was Hossein Korshraw Ali Vaziri. Um, so and in fact, uh, Ric Flair, uh, who had been who's gone back more than 50 years with him. Mm-hmm. He wrote my. <laughs> My dear friend, uh, uh, Kashrel Vaziri, uh, he said, we started wrestling together in 1972. Seems like so long ago. We crossed paths so many times over the years, and you were always so entertaining. The greatest line you ever said to me in 1972, <laughs> he said, if I had your hair, 
I would be with Elizabeth Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, my friend. Be as entertaining to God as you were to all of us. Uh, Survived by his wife since 1976, Carly. So I was going through some old footage of interviews. And, uh, uh, you know, you hate to say stuff like this, but they don't make them like that anymore. Uh, They just don't. Uh, You know, listen, my my nephew is 21 years old. Loves wrestling right now. We have a friend, Nick yeah. Ruger, who's a huge, you know, a, a huge wrestling fan. I, I, I um, I feel like I got to watch and witness the greatest era of wrestling, and I'm probably wrong uh, because you know apparently the show today is is like uh, just amazing. It's, but it's so awesome. But there's I, something different about it, right? What I witnessed in the in the mid to late '80s, I just absolutely <laughs> loved. Uh, he also had uh, two. He has two children and five grandchildren. By the way, the couple, uh, the, he and uh, Carol. Their eldest daughter died in 2003. She was murdered what? by her boyfriend. Oh, oh my God. Isn't that, I, that's a, a little uh, horrible news that I never knew about. No. So, but uh, sad that the Iron Sheik has passed away. A couple other things. Uh, Bam Margera. Yes. Reportedly headed into treatment at Lamar Odom's Rehab Center. Remember, Lamar made this statement uh, that he, he would take him in. He did. And so. And, and apparently, it's a good facility. Uh, sources <laughs> close to the situation tell TMZ that uh, Bam was released from a, psychi- a psychiatric hold yesterday, and Odom was there to meet him. Wow. And uh, the outlet reports that uh, Bam is detoxing at one of the NBA stars facilities before he heads to another rehab center owned by Odom. Let me tell you something. If you're Lamar Odom and you have rehab facilities that you've invested in, if you can claim turning Bam Margera oh, around, yeah. you're, right. you're going to be on easy street. But I Steve, do. can you imagine like if after all of this, the guy that turns Bam around is, is, is Lamar, Lamar Odom? I mean, God bless him for yeah. trying. You know? yeah. No, why I didn't not? know he stayed sober. He has been, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, Anna Marie Tendler revealed that she was hospitalized for suicidal ideations as her relationship with John Mulaney crumbled. Uh, she wrote in Elle magazine that she and her dog Petunia moved to Connecticut in 2020 in the wake of, quote, my severe mental health breakdown and what appeared to be the impending end of my marriage. So as I remember, she didn't want to get a divorce. No. She, it was her, he that went to her, right? Yep. Uh, she added in the essay, when I was hospitalized for depression, self-harm, and severe suicidal ideation. In the first two weeks of 2021, the doctors asked me to make a list of my reasons for living, and Petunia was the one and only oh, thing oh on that God. list. Yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, she uh, Mulaney filed for divorce in July 2021. At the time, uh, Tendler had released a statement that said, "I am heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery." Uh, how about some lighter? Stuff? Yeah. All right, we'll move yeah. on to some. You're brony. Uh, okay, how about this? Adele is completely gutting the home that she purchased from Sylvester Stallone. TMZ posted photos of the Beverly Hills estate that show the main house under total transformation. Stay off the roof, there's like a billion. And the entire second story has been sheared off. Yes. Wow. I saw a picture, but it's pretty wild. It's a complete overhaul. That's... Yeah, that's almost tearing the whole house down. Well, you know what she's keeping, though, as we reported before, the Stallone statue at the end of the pool. How can you not How keep could it? Wait, you not serious? Is Jean going to keep it? I oh. guess so. Yes. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I would. Adele bought the house last year for $58 million. Oh, unbelievable. After it was originally listed for $110 million. Yeah, oh, what a very savvy real estate man. Yeah. Uh, originally, you were asking for a billion, right? I mean, like a billion. Yeah. yeah not a billion, exactly, but like a billion. Yeah. And then I said, all right, I know how to play this. Uh, I'll shear off half a billion. Uh, by the way, it's uh, 3.6 acres. 
uh, which is, I mean, that's big for that's any lot, right? but not for, yeah, for 58 million dollars <laughs> because it's in California. Uh, but the property that's is ten million an acre. It's one of the the largest in Beverly Park. Thank so, you. But she is uh, well. You don't own it anymore. I know. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, where's he living now? He's, he lives in Florida? Stallone? Oh, you got to watch the Stallone uh, reality show. I know, with now. his daughters. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but it, he definitely, they're ter- at this point, just raise the whole thing and start over. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Chris, Seriously, yeah, we have more child. <laughs> <laughs> Back off. Back you. off, War Child. Seriously. Uh, Chris... Hemsworth has shared his thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder, a movie, of course, that was largely panned by fans upon the release due to its uh, quirky tone, ropey CGI, and loose plotting. Um, And he has said in an article with GQ, he said, I think we just had too much fun and it just became too silly. That's exactly right. That's why Ragnarok is so good because there are moments where it's like, okay, now we got real again, but now it's a little bit humorous. That thing was beginning to end nonsense. He said, it's always hard being in the center of it and having any real perspective. I love the process. It's always a ride, but you just don't know how people are going to respond. You remember in Ragnarok when he ma- when he comes down and he's got the lightning coursing through him? It's like, that's Thor. Yep. You don't have really any of that. Uh, but if he picks up a Stormbreaker and goes adventuring with love again, it's going to need to be a ch- another change of pace. He said... If I was going to do something again, it would have to be tonally different, and we'd have to do something very drastic to keep people on their toes. Otherwise, it's just the fatigue of those characters in those films uh, where people are like, I've seen it. Already. Yeah, so I, I think the problem is like a, he was trying to make Thor, the character, funny, and Thor, the character, is not funny, but you can put Thor, the character, in funny situations, you know, for comedic purposes. Right. And Steve, I, uh, you know, it just makes me think of, uh, of Cobra, and I was watching Cobra the other yeah. day, and, and yeah. I watched it and you I was like, to me, I'm flattered. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and because for a couple of different reasons, but I don't know if you've watched it. Lately, oh, yeah. I just watched it three or four months ago. Uh, yeah. Like, dude, Cobra's like making jokes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like, you're, what are you? Are you a like, are you a, a, a cr- crazy like zombie squad detective who right. like is no nonsense? Or are you a guy who makes dad jokes? Because, right. Uh, and that's kind yeah, of like, they, they, there are nine different tones to the movie. It, they're all horrible. Yeah, it's a bad his, movie. His performance, <laughs> and I love, we love Stallone. We do. Oh, we, we do. do. But it is, honestly, if you've never seen it, it's well worth seeing because it is fantastically entertaining crap. Yeah. You know what they should have done, though? At one point, they should have had him inhale too quickly, and he, like, chokes on the matchstick. <laughs> I saw my toothpick. I my toothpick. All right, two more quick stories. Uh, Judy Comer walked off stage 10 minutes into her uh, Wednesday performance of Prima Bassi on Broadway because she could not breathe amid the city's air quality crisis. I was thinking about that because um, yesterday, like, my eyes were kind of burning all day long. And there were a couple times where my throat was kind of irritated. And if you're a stage singer trying to really belt it out, I could see you going, "Uh, I'm doing damage here. I need to stop, you know? (laughs) She's performing... um, well, what you said is actually present. It's it, technically it's Cobra the Musical. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had it too thick in my mouth. <laughs> uh, the stars. And the cure you're the disease. <laughs> the stars understudy. That guy has a really weird chin, <laughs> and he's swinging hammers in the air. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> right, mm. clank, 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 clank. <laughs> See, here's the other thing. 
the the mole that was in the police. Oh my he god! He had her dead to rights three different times. Yeah, three times. He walks out and she's in a phone booth. He's like, "Who are you talking to? I don't know." I'm nobody. I'm, just, I'm calling Santa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And then oh, the next the room. I just been saying that. I think I said, "Who's not calling the guy with the stupid chin?" <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, you'll. Yeah, you, you wouldn't understand all I that. Haven't yeah, yeah. I haven't. Oh, no idea what okay. I'm talking about. You've never. Oh, wow. Well, you. Everybody says it's a bad movie. I, I don't need to waste my time uh, on a you, bad you're movie. You're well within your rights to avoid it. Okay, yeah, but good. You if were, you're ever feeling weak or you feel like you've no. done nothing in this world, I, Nick, put on Cobra and you'll feel like Orson Welles. I would really like to make it to my deathbed, having never seen the movie. Uh, I'll no, hi- no, no, no. And I will high five you on that. <laughs> it's worth the watch, but I'm just surprised you avoided it as a child. I, I now I really want to avoid it. <laughs> no, I avoided it back then. Do you know what? It actually came at the ass end of all of the like the Ch- there was the Chuck Norris films and there were all these I was lone out. you know yeah. uh, loose cannon movies and this surprisingly came in at the end of it. Casey, when these came out, like Rambo, you know the first Rambo movie obviously is a great movie, and then the second one it started getting cartoony. I was a little Stallone'd out when when Cobra came out, and then I was brought back in by Tango and Cash. <laughs> Well, now you're talking. Yeah. This is oh, that movie's terrible. It's it like David no, 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 Mamet. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> is it okay. Mamet? <laughs> David Mamet wrote that? Right. Dude, it costs more than your car. All right. <laughs> I have one more story. Oh, all right. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the show will get darker in season two. Jenna Ortega said uh, during Variety's Actor and Actor series that the show will ditch any romantic love interest for Wednesday, which wouldn't make sense anyway. You can't see Wednesday in a no. in a relationship, really, because she's so demented. I think they pulled off what little yes. they flirted with. I agree. Uh, yeah, but there's there's going to have to be a really weird guy who catches her. Fa- or maybe they go the absolute opposite yeah. and get a bookish regular guy. Well, so they're going to lean into the horror aspect of the show Good. more. So I, think I love that's, it. That's the right move for that. Have, but, we, all, have we all watched it here? Wednesday? Kathy, did you watch no. Wednesday? You yeah. didn't watch Wednesday? I, you know what? <clears throat> it's fun. So it was on and I got from the first episode to the last episode. Jace watched it, loved it. I watched it with him. But I didn't really watch it. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I wasn't paying attention. I was doing other stuff, and he was in the room, and he yeah on the phone, whole thing, and he loved it. So uh, I feel like I need to, and he thinks I watched it, so I feel like I need to go back (laughs) watch it so I can watch the new. So you you don't have to lie to him, right? Exactly. (laughs) All right, we're ready for the clips now. The Boogeyman is the new adaptation from uh, Stephen King, and in this clip, Sophie Thatcher discusses her thoughts on King's other adaptations. I taught myself that I can be, like, that I can release myself and I don't always have to be in control and aware. Because, like, to get to these points of such, like, crazy circumstances and such, like, so much anxiety, you just have to release yourself. You have to rid yourself of the ego. You have to be like, okay, I'm just going to commit. Oh, shut up, woman. (laughs) That has nothing to do with what it said it was. It says she was talking about her discusses Seems. her thoughts on King's other adaptations. That's not what that was at all. Not at all. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Preston, I meant to tell you this the other day. My dad is reading his first uh, Stephen King book ever, and it's, it's the 112263. Okay, that, sure. That's what that's called? Yeah. yeah. And he, he showed, uh, we were at his house for his birthday the other day. He's like, man, this book is long. <laughs> it is. But he's, he's really enjoying it so I, far. There's I, a series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. the series. I've not read the book. I okay. heard it's great. I need to read it. I'm rereading uh, Mr. Mercedes, which is fantastic, by the way. All right, here we go. Next clip. Transformers Rise of the Beasts picks up the story of our favorite automobiles. And here, director Stephen Capel Jr. discusses the yep. Transformers universe. What? Capel. 
Capel? No, no. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Here we go. I think one big thing that we forget with Transformers, we've seen so many Autobots and Decepticons that we don't realize that the universe is so big. Like, I'm, I'm fanning out. I'm just like, I love the cartoons, right? So I'm just like, why don't we bring those in? Bring in the Terracons, bring in the Predacons, bring in the, the Maximals. And so, like, to be able to, like, say, hey, this universe is expanded, you know, we have more beyond Earth, more beyond Cybertron is really exciting. Um, Transformers Rise of the Beast in theaters tomorrow. Do you know it's a really solid movie in that whole series, uh, Bumblebee? Yeah. It's really done well. It's a solo because, movie for him? I, d- I never saw it. Well, yeah, it's... it's, okay. it's yes. And Haley Steinfeld's it's, in it? Right. Yeah. It's, it's pulled in a bit, Preston. Mm-hmm. So you know how sometimes we really don't like the everything's blowing up into the world scenario? Right. So it's pulled in, a, a, the, the story's a little bit more intimate. It's really good. All right. And I like Haley Steinfeld a lot, so. All right, so that's it for the Entertainment Report. Uh, we do need to take a break. We have a bunch happening today. We have a school that's been chosen for our final Cools Teacher of the Year. It's Woodbury Junior and Senior High School in Woodbury, New Jersey. So if you go to school there, uh, just text the word TEACHER, 39333, and we'll send you the voting link. Uh, Tom Papa will be on the show, and we have a concert announcement as well. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hang out. From 9 to 1, Jackie Bam Bam and Sarah rock the Tacos and Tailpipes car meetup at Menard Premium Detailing in Warminster, benefiting a local cancer survivor and former firefighter who lost his home in a fire. Enjoy over 1,500 cars, four vans, prizes for the kids, and clear rum canned cocktails for the adults. Follow Menard Premium Detail or Tacos and Tailpipes on Instagram for details. 933 WF. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Smashing Puppets on MMR. I would like to thank whoever sent something in a large box for one of the most entertaining things I've seen all week, which is Casey trying to open it. Unreal! <laughs> he spent the last 10 minutes trying to open this box. He's destroyed a pair of scissors. He bent scissors. He broke whatever is on the inside of this what thing. The tapestry of curse words that was coming out of his mouth 30 seconds ago. <laughs> he, the mic, he, he, the lights went on just after he said, sea sucker. <laughs> I don't think we got that on the air. I think we're clear. And he broke it. And he broke is, whatever he broke was it. inside of there. Is... All right, he's given up. He's officially given up. I'm going up. to get this email. I'm going to thank this guy for sending it. And then I'm going to throw it away without knowing what it is. <laughs> well, he's really oh, going to be excited. It's a gift. It's a wonderful thing that... Everybody wants. I don't know what it is. It, I have it no was idea. so. It was so. And that actually is. It may be a topic sometime of how people overly tape up packages yeah. on occasion. Let's have a look at traffic right now, though, and see what's going on. Kathy, what do you have for us? Well, wait. It was obviously glass. The guy was protecting. Oh, it, I heard it chatter. No, he was shattered. It. We were both working it for a while, and he was trying. We were trying, and he, Casey was trying very hard, and then he just tried to move a flap of cardboard down. And you heard it crack. Yep. 495 southbound at Philadelphia Pike exit 5. An accident there. Uh, two left lanes are blocked. 95 southbound out of the northeast jams from Cotman. All the way into the Vine Expressway. The Vine westbound slowing the lane. Oh. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound slows 202 into Belmont. Uh, and then you are jammed from the boulevard to Spring Garden, South Street to University. Westbound side from Bear Avenue to South Street. The boulevard <laughs> out to Belmont. And then the Blue Route to Gulf Mills. Uh, delays on the boulevard southbound broad to Fox. 
422 eastbound, slowing Trooper to First Avenue. And then in New Jersey, 42 North is heavy uh, from 41 to 295. And then from there to 676 through the construction, 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Everything is just peachy at Whole Foods Market. Get organic, yellow, or white peaches for $3.29 per pound with Prime through June 30, 13th. Shop in-store or online. Terms apply. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Okay, so we've, we found out what was in the package. Okay, what was it? Uh, it's a really large framed poster of a pictorial history of Delaware County. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. So clearly... This was for Casey and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I want to thank Jeffrey Day, <laughs> who sent me an email on Monday. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, the body of the email he put into the subject line. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, and it just says, I'm mailing so, in the subject line, so. it says, I'm mailing you a gift. I know you will love it. It's a picture of Ducko went it started and then I think he ran out of characters in the subject line. The subject yeah. line. Um, so Jeffrey Day, I want to thank you. I also want to apologize uh, for shattering for shattering the glass. <laughs> well, you can get that replaced. Uh, yeah. And like and 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 I also want to apologize to the rest of the world if there's a tape shortage. Because uh, Jeffrey used the tape. He used all the tape. He used all the tape in the world. Mind, mind you, it was both of us at one point yeah. trying to get it open. Hang uh, on. Where are the, where are the scissors? Uh, well, I bent the scissors oh, back. Oh, you bent them back. I, I bent were, them back. <laughs> they were actually bent. I, I, I bent these scissors just trying to cut through the tape. Oh, my God. I mean, it was... Uh, Wait, so is there did, shattered I, glass over there now? Uh, it's, it's, all it's, contained it's all contained inside okay. the bubble because it was taped, yeah. bubble wrapped, cardboarded. And, I mean... And taped... Within the box yeah. to the box. To I the heard box. the glass shatter at one point. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. It was, was taped like that to protect it. Yeah, but it was breaking, bubble wrap And it didn't as well. break. And the, the no. sh- ship being shipped here, yeah. it just broke here. Uh, and, and I actually didn't even. The thing that makes me mad. And did you call me a spaz, by the way? Is yeah, that what yeah, you said? A okay, bit. I wasn't. Yeah, like, you were spazzing a little. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, yeah, I was mad at myself yeah. because I was so ginger about it. And and the the final thing that, that shattered the glass. <laughs> I would. All I did is I pressed down on the on the cardboard, but he. You did. Yeah. The, the, the simplest action was the one that broke it. Yeah. He somehow taped all of the bubble wrap to the inside of the box, <laughs> and that's what ended up shat. Like the pressure ended up shattering. Uh, listen, I can get a new frame for it, and I can get. It's it's a wonderful. It. It's honestly very thoughtful. Yeah, I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, yeah. uh, le- maybe a little less tape uh, next time, but uh, still pretty impressive and a, a very generous gesture. I do get mad at some envelopes that I receive, and, <gasps> and people will put tape around all the seams. Yeah, and it, it why. Why, why are you doing that? First why, off, I don't want to get it, mail. Just the the you know the the adhesive alone on the seal. Yeah, that'll do it. Right? Or are they afraid people are going to tamper with it or, or steam it open? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I anyway, don't know. It's a but watching that take place just a moment ago <laughs> kind of made my week. So yeah. thank, you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. thank you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that that just totally <laughs> threw me off a little bit. What? It was a note inside, and I just read the P.S. It says, hope the glass stayed intact. Oh, no. <laughs> it did until about it did. four minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It yeah, stayed completely absolutely. intact. Well done. Until Casey got his hands on it. <laughs> 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 
Uh, how would you like to hear about some things going on around our area? Yeah. Let's hit the street, folks. It's time for the city beat. Oh, man. I got okay. some stories to share. Yep. Oh, no, it's okay. I was ready for just saying, but I, I can roll. I'm fluid. Man. Oh, okay. No, I, no, no. You just said incidentally, and so. Man, your call. Let's go with I'm this. I'm free and easy like a jazz player. Uh, so let's go with uh, this. Uh, two years ago, Brad Inglesby, we were talking about this oh, off yes. air yesterday. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick, I emailed him yesterday. Uh, introduced the world to the beauty of the Delco accent mm-hmm. in his HBO series, Mayor of Easttown. And the Berwyn native is keeping things local with his upcoming movie now in production in North Jersey. It's called Echo Valley. Heard about this. Uh, An Apple Studios thriller written and produced by Inglesby, and it follows a string of chilling events that unfold for a horse trainer and her daughter on a picturesque farm in southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've known Brad since he was a kid. He used to play baseball with my brother, and uh, and he's did Mayor of Easttown. He's done a few different movies, written and directed, and um, he lives in the area. He was living in L.A., and he moved back to our area. So he's going to come in studio after they're done filming. He, I think filming is supposed to wrap up on, like, the 29th or the 30th of this month. And uh, so he's busy with that until filming is finished, but then he's going to come by and tell us about this project and anything else that's cool. going on. This is good. Go ahead. Is it supposed to be set in Devon by any chance? I think it's supposed to be set in, uh, like, the New Hope area, if okay. I read correctly. So the film, which goes by the production name Wild Vale, but it's actually Echo yeah. Valley, uh, is scheduled for shoots in Hunterdon County through June, according to the New Jersey Motion Picture and Television Commission. So they put a casting call out. Yeah, uh, and they are specifically looking for. And they may have already casted. I'm not sure because they did it earlier this month. But uh, 10 to 14 year old girls with horseback riding experience. Okay, uh, for scenes being shot on Wednesday and Thursday. Well, there's no uh, oh, shortage of those here. I guess oh. that's today, maybe. Oh, Echo Valley, by the way, is Newtown Square. Okay, um, yeah, I, I completely forgot. I have friends who live in le- not live, but they live in that area. You've just been through a trauma. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> Echo Valley is a nickname for Newtown Square. No, there are uh, pockets of Newtown Square, and Echo Valley is a pocket of Newtown Square. Okay, so anyhow, yeah, they were they were going to shoot. I guess. Uh, maybe today, maybe that uh, casting call is over. Uh, there was also a call posted for teenagers with real lifeguarding experience. Oh, oh but I'm 48. Oh, we for- can do it, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know. For filming in Rockaway, Morris County in late June. It'll uh- be like Greece, like when they play, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. They play teenagers. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so far, uh, something wrong with that kid. The Echo Valley cast includes Julianne Moore, uh, Sydney Sweeney. And uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Yes. Uh, Michael Pierce, uh, BAFTA award-winning director for 2017's Beast, will direct. You know, he also wrote The uh, the Way Back, uh, yep. the uh, uh, the Ben Affleck film about the alcoholic uh, basketball coach. Inglesby did? It was yeah. really good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We had the director of that movie in, um, and uh, I can't remember the name. He also did Out of the Fur- Furnace. And oh, so yeah. that guy wrote and directed, uh, Brad wrote Out of the Furn- Furnace, and Scott Cooper directed it. Uh, Sydney Sweeney. Uh, she yep. is Euphoria, the, the the it girl on the White, White Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, real, real sexy. I oh saw God. her on, on a on a movie last night, an HBO. I think it's a made for HBO movie where she is. Uh, I think we reported on it, Preston. She is uh, being investigated by the FBI for turning over spy secrets. Um, she was. Uh, She's excellent. She was so unlikable oh, in yeah. in White Lotus yeah. that, that I don't like her because of that. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. Because I'm like I could see her easily being that way. She pulled it off so well in White Lotus. It's called Reality, Steve. That's yes. HBO show. Yeah, Did I've, you see any of it? I have not. I heard it's yeah. good. So uh, along with Inglesby, Ridley Scott 
uh, who directed Apple's yeah. Last Duel, and the studio's upcoming Napoleon is a producer on this. Scott! <laughs> that gets me every, every time, time. You play yeah. that. Uh, Echo Valley will focus on Kate, who is played by Julianne Moore, a woman who spends her days boarding and training horses on the secluded Echo Valley farm uh, following a personal tragedy. Uh, one night, her daughter, uh, Claire, who's played by Sweeney, arrives on her doorstep, uh, scared and covered in someone else's blood, mm. which sets off a thrilling chain of events. It's wow. always hard when that happens. Uh, Inglesby, yeah, Nick, to follow up on his history, went to Archbishop uh, Carroll and uh, Villanova. Uh, and is no to setting and filming dramas in the area because Mayor of Easttown, which yeah. uh, w- accumulated 16 Emmy nominations, winning four, uh, were shot in our area. And do M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Yes, I mean? just two of them. No, there's the um, uh, the second season, from what I understand, of Mayor, Mayor of Easttown is in the works. Or is it? Really? Yes. That's what I've heard. That would be awesome. I love the first one, um, or the only one, if this is wrong. Yeah, see, it seemed like a one-off story, but I mean, she is a cop, so yeah. you can you can go multiple stories in a, in a police uh, yeah. storyline, and they so. can focus in on Rutledge now, maybe. Yeah. As, uh, <laughs> well, what's really funny on eight streets is uh, oh, is it fifteen streets? Oh, okay. um, uh, is East Town in Mayor of East Town is not like East Town. No, it's not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. East Town uh, is. East- uh, that is where Night Shyamalan lives. By the way. It's yeah. a lot ritzier. And I have a, a Night Shyamalan story coming up next. I, I want to defend something about Mayor of Easttown because they, they kind of caught some crap because really? at one point, Mayor was wearing an Avalon sweatshirt and people yeah. were going, no way. <laughs> no way did she go to Avalon. I think she just visited there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she had, has a friend that gave her her shirt. Yeah. What's that? She has a friend that gave her the shirt. Yeah, or, yeah. or she just bought it. To have an Avalon shirt, you know, there was, or she, she thought it said Avon. She'd be more like a, a Wildwood gal, yeah. or something like that. So, uh, listen, man, uh, you, you go all up and down that Jersey Shore, and you know, like I don't know, you, it, it doesn't I, matter. Like the, the, the you know, the the, the Ritziest can go to. Uh, well, I know. I, I, I don't want to say saying, anything because I don't want to like. I'm just saying she probably visited yeah. Avalon. She probably couldn't afford to go there. She, you know, they, they, she was more meager. Uh, Paying for the whole family there. She, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I grew. I went to Avalon when I was growing up. My, you know, right. dad was a truck driver. My mom worked at the post office. You know, it's not like we were. I bet you your people. mom could have opened that package. <laughs> My dad. We should have called your mom. Yeah. To open this package. Oh, no. She would have broken herself in half. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, she knows her way around the mail, man. Absolutely. Real quick about the uh, Inglesby family before you move on to the next story. It's a really great and interesting family. Martin is the head coach at the University of Delaware. He he, uh, went to Notre Dame, and um, he's a really successful basketball coach. The dad, Tom Inglesby, and my dad have known each other for a really long time. Tom played in the NBA, was a star at Villanova. And now to see Brad have this much success is really cool. It's nice to have an association with them and just know the kids and uh, see how well they're doing as adults. Good for them. Yeah. All right. So, yes, another City Beat story. Don't we have a new City Beat? Yes, um, we do. Or something, Casey? He's not pressing. He, he just had a situation. Yeah. Give him a Remember, break. Yeah, you, you came up with yeah. two little clips, uh, or a clip to oh, play from a song. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, n- my I'm bad. not saying to replace our awesome baseline there. But to accentuate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, my bad. Because so I, I thought you were talking about, like, new themes. I was like, no, we don't have theme. No, but you had a, a little piece of music that mentions yeah. uh, the, city the city or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're gonna, oh, my God. Don't worry about it. So Thank you. Uh, next time. When we next, get to the next story, I'm going to rock story. it, bro. A portion of Chester County's Kirkwood <laughs> Farm, which was purchased by M. Night Shyamalan earlier this year, would be sold to the Williamstown Conservation Trust as part of a public preservation project. This is awesome. Yes. 
The preservation group will open its 90 acres of the 218-acre farm to the public later on this year with walking trails connecting travelers, hikers, and cyclists in the rolling hills and grasslands. And I love the name, Preston and Steve Acres. <laughs> right? I'm a big fan of that. I mean, because we're friends with Knight. I feel really humbled, uh, but, honored. you know, yeah. and honored. Didn't yeah. even see it coming. No. Uh, the rest of the farm... Uh, will continue to be owned by Shyamalan, who purchased the land in March to protect it from development. Uh, located across the street from Williamstown Conservation Trust headquarters on Plumstock and Providence Roads in Newtown Square, uh, the Preston and Steve Farm was listed for sale last fall and purchased by the Knock at the Cabin director this spring. Is it Williamstown or Willistown? I'm sorry, you're right, Willistown. Thank you, Casey. Okay. Uh, the organization. What are you talking about? <laughs> Willistown. <laughs> The organization has spent the last several months working with Shyamalan on an agreement which was finalized on Friday. I think he should hire, because it's Night Shyamalan, he should hire a creepy sort of Scooby-Doo caretaker. Yes. Right? Well, that'd be perfect. Just and have that person remain in that character all the time. The land's natural resources include acres of grasslands, hills, woodlands, and two tributaries to Ridley Creek. It provides habitat for wildlife, including nesting migratory birds whose numbers are declining. Uh, the portion of Kirkwood Farm is connected to other public preserves, including Rushton Woods Preserve. Oh, I've been there. Kirkwood Preserve and uh, Okahawking Preserve. Kirkwood Preserve. Excuse me. <laughs> Kirkwood Preserve. Uh, by the way, Steve. Kirkwood, excuse me. My friend is a caretaker at, on his uh, property. No yeah, as That's a, right. Yeah. He's- I, I I don't want to say I got him the job. He got himself the job, yeah. but uh, but the, it it, uh, the, it became available. He lives on the property. That's and terrific. He, and he takes care of a whole bunch of different things on the property. That'd be interesting to be a caretaker. Yeah, like you'd live there, and uh, I think that's tremendous. If if, if that's yeah. you know, and also if. Obviously, you have to be adept at that, but I think yeah. that's uh, you get your. I assume room and board is included, case or oh no? yeah, you know he has a house yeah. on you'd the property. Have, you'd have to be a kind of a jack of all trades, yeah. to be a quote unquote caretaker. I got lost on their property once. Really? <laughs> so uh, we were invited over for dinner uh, for their the foundation. They uh, would you know have us over, and uh, <laughs> there was directions on how to get there. So you have to, you have to go through a gate that you got to be let in. All of that. It's 125 acres, by well, the way, well, his but, property. So his, yeah. that he owns, that not he lives the new on. one. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and and you can't see the house. You have to drive to whatever. It, it actually felt like I was there on like a foggy evening. I felt like I was in one of his movies driving right. up to it. Was but everyone wearing to... clothes from like the 1860 <laughs> in, in a village and they couldn't understand the car you were driving? No, but I had to call the uh, one of his assistants <laughs> and she like directed me. I was like, okay, got it. I got there. And then I was leaving. She's like, are you going to be all right leaving? I'm like, yes, it was not that hard. I just wasn't sure. Nope. Not oh. lost. <laughs> had to call her. I was like, I'm at a horse stable. I was like, where am I oh and how God. do I get out of here? She's like, Cindy! oh. Yeah, she's like, you got to turn around. Yeah, I mean, I was lost driving just from his house down the driveway to try to get out to the main road. I'm on the third <laughs> season of Succession, and there's a scene where they get lost on this guy's property, yeah. Adrian Brody. Yes, yeah, they, yes. They, He gets lost on his own property. This is 125, 125 acres, acres, so yeah. it's, it would be easy to yeah, get yeah. lost. Duly By the way, jerk off. <laughs> Forgive me, Kirk off. That's the dedication. By the way, the name of his home... His family home is called Ravenwood. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Perfect, it's, I mean, as you can imagine, yeah. it is beautiful. It's as not, you can imagine. It's not like, um, it's not what you would expect as far as, um, like, a, you know, a Hollywood home. Someone, you know, who's in Hollywood and this big, you know, house right. that they built. It's, I, I feel like it's very them, but it's it's gorgeous. What I've seen of it in interiors, it looks beautiful. 
Uh, we're looking at the the outside of it. it looks like farm. It looks yeah. Like yeah. Oh, farm, it is. Farm houses. Yeah. Yeah. So as you could imagine. Uh, but anyhow, the uh, both Shyamalan and the sellers wanted to protect the space from development. Yes, and that's why that they have. That's why they purchased this and then are selling it back to. And the, people can enjoy it. Yep. So um, Jerkwood Estates. Uh, the mm-hmm. preservation project is already underway with private funding and a five hundred thousand dollars grant secured from the Chester County Commissioners. So they done did that. Hang on, I have uh, Barbara who has a caretaker connection. Ah. Hi, Barbara, good morning. I'm so glappy to be talking to you guys. <laughs> you're so glappy. If you're glappy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap your clap hands. Clap your hands. <laughs> What's up, Barbara? Um, so my grandparents immigrated from Ireland when they were 16 and 18 years old, and they found a job here in media as caretakers for a very wealthy family. Wow. And so what were, what were some of their duties? My grandfather was a chauffeur for them and, you know, did like the lawn and taking care of plumbing, you know, any kind of repairs on the place. And my grandmother was the maid and the cook. So okay. so they were the, the live-in staff. They had their, their own home on the premises or did they, did they live in the main home? They had a huge home mansion. And my dad and my two aunts grew up in like a huge home on the main line. Wow. Because of that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, they, my grandfather was even able to, like, show for them to school and things like that and stuff. So it was really cool. That's yeah, and cool. You're, you're like a go-to person. You have yeah. to, if they ask you to do it, you got to be able to do it. Uh, on a lesser scale, you think of, you know, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio in What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's sort of his yeah. go-to guy. You know, All right. Thank it, you, Barbara. Appreciate it. Fix my TV antenna and drive me to work. All right. Let's see if my new City Beat jingle is there. Yeah. All right. So... Here's one. This is cool. Uh, a thing. I got a, a press release for this. Pixar Putt is coming oh, to Philadelphia this. with a pop-up Pixar-inspired mini golf experience on the waterfront. Uh, and it will take over the Great Plaza at Penn's Landing. They need to. I mean, for so long, we've been waiting for them to flesh out the waterfront. Uh, so much opportunity there. So this is very cool. But this is a pop-up. So oh. it's, it's not a permanent installation. Oh. Uh, starting with uh, previews on July 1st and the official grand opening on July 6th. So right after the holiday weekend uh, through October 1st. And so it's uh, 18 holes of interactive, Instagrammable, inspired uh, holes inspired by the stories, characters, and icons uh, from some some of Disney and Pixar's most beloved films. Love, we're looking at some of it. I, I love miniature golf. I, I love too. these kind of things. Uh, we used to have that that miniature golf thing that this that we do the station would. Yeah, the uh, mini masters, mini masters, a yeah. lot of fun. Um, yeah, I I do, and and as a as a player of the actual game yeah. of golf, I love miniature golf. I think it's so much fun. I'm I'm just I'm bummed my kids are too old. I mean, we still will for fun go do it every now and then. But when you go with kids that are appropriately aged, it's a blast. It's like a little amusement park too if they've done it right. Totally. Yeah. Um, so here are the movies that will be represented in the Pixar pop-up or the Pixar putt. Uh, Turning Red. That was a cute movie. It was. Um, Lightyear, Toy Story, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Coco, A Bug's Life. Cow, cow. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, Wally, Soul, Inside Out, and a bunch of others. And well, there you are, go. Tickets are on sale now. Now, I don't... Have the ticket on sale information, but if you do a quick search on Pixar Putt Philadelphia, I'm sure you just will. type in tickets and Pixar Putt will come up. Where's it? Where's it going to be? Is it going to Franklin it. Square? Uh, no, it's at um, um, Penn's Landing. 
Oh. Yeah, the Great Plaza at Penn's Landing. Okay. So I think I have that set up, and it starts on uh, July 6th. Previews on July 1st. So you're supposed to type in pics of putts? No. no. Yeah. Picks are... Oh, picks are. Putt. Gotcha. And type in D-picks. Picks of putts. <laughs> I've forgotten in... that a penis is a putt. A putt, yeah. 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 Putts, pud, those are great terms. Yeah, great terms. There's another uh, miniature golf course called Blue Waffle that's opening up. Oh, okay. Oh Do a quick search on that. Right. And you'll see what we're talking about. Next story in the City Beat. Let's go to this. All right, this speaks directly to Kathy Romano. Ooh. This was a uh, survey that was done. Uh, they compared the 200 biggest U.S. cities uh, based, this is from a, a group called uh, Lawn Love, uh, and it's to celebrate uh, June as Great Outdoors Month, and they ranked 2023's best cities for bird watching. Oh. Ah, this right in your real house. <laughs> You you said you looked at a bird the other day. I did. Yeah. Uh, and Philly finished in the top ten. We are number seven. Yay! That's not bad. Well, we do have the John Hines Wildlife. Uh, I mean, that is a which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So many people don't it? take it. It is really great. Have you gone? No. Turn our microphone off. <laughs> so even if you don't like the birds, uh, you walk around and they have these long. Um, sort of, um, what do you call them? Piers or, or bridges across mm-hmm. these? The, there, there's you know, a lot of water. Know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But the, the path is laid out in so many wonderful different ways. There's a ton of wildlife, Kathy. You would dig it, I tell you. Uh, so they based on four categories. They did, uh, compared the 200 biggest U.S. cities. Is uh, one of those categories weight? Uh, some no. Some of them are access and bird variety, and they oh. factored in bird species checklists indicating bird uh, birding popularity. I saw an osprey at uh, Heinz Park and Audubon chapters, uh, chapters, chapters <laughs> uh, among fourteen total right. metrics. Have it's, you been to the Audubon house uh, called Mill Grove? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, Kathy would hate it, but it's nice. <laughs> um, and you can walk down to the river and everything yeah. down those uh, trails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the Perkyoman. Is it the Perkyoman at the bottom of that? I think building? it is. Yeah, I think it's the Perk. Trail. Maybe that's where it turns into the Schuylkill Trail. I'm not sure. Right, and then that ends up merging with the Schuylkill River. But yeah, so yeah. where it was John James Audubon's house at one point, and it's part of where the Audubon Society uh, began. It's yeah. wonderful. I love that. Yep. So the other top cities, New York's number one. I never would have guessed that, right? To hellhole for for birding. That I, I guess Central Park. I mean, I where suppose. else are you going? They, can't, they. I bet you they're not talking about New York City. Uh, oh, you know city. what? Yeah, no. Well, it says they did. Yeah, yeah I thought it was based on cities. Yeah, says, yep, New, says York, New, York. New York City. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I've, I've no. I, if they're going with Central Park, <laughs> knock it off. If yeah. you, if you don't knock mind, if you like ducks with graffiti on them, that's mm-hmm. uh, perfect for you. Uh, number two is San Diego. Three is Houston. Four is Seattle. Five Los Angeles. Six San Francisco. And number seven Philadelphia. Don't we have the the city of Philadelphia has the largest contiguous park system? Well, it has, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it dwarfs Central Park. It, yeah, it's well, bigger. Yeah, Fairmount, yeah. Fairmount, Fairmount. Uh, because of the way that it stretches through the city. I, it at one point maybe still is the largest uh, contiguous park contained within a city. Also, Steve, much more um, riverfront property than New York City yep. uh, because of the Schuylkill and the Delaware. And mm-hmm. uh, the, So New York can kiss our ass. The That's word right. Philadelphia is actually Greek for bird city. Is, is it really? <laughs> no. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like the little hiccup. <laughs> He cracks himself up. He does. I know. No, that no. it wasn't that that cracked me up. <laughs> the reaction. The reaction. Yeah. I got two reallys. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't know what the derivation of Philadelphia is. Do you? Yes, yeah, city of brotherly Shut love. Shut up. 
Philadelphia. It like yeah, uh, that's yeah. the nickname. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what it means. Yeah. Is it what it means? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, listen, I think birds are stupid, um, <laughs> but but Steve got me a gift, and so we need to know mm-hmm. where there's hummingbirds and where, uh, because, should I say what it is? Yes. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. We talked about it. Oh, we did talk about yeah. it on yeah. the air? It's a hummingbird helmet, and you <laughs> put, I, I found this video uh, a couple weeks ago of a little girl. She was wrapped in a red blanket with this hummingbird helmet on it. I showed Steve, and so Steve bought me the helmet. So we have this, and you put these little, uh, like, fake flowers in the helmet, and then you put the nectar in there, and then you're supposed to sit still. And the hummingbirds. And the hummingbirds will come and fly right in front of your face. So uh, I want to try this and see if it'll work. We wouldn't probably have hummingbirds in the parking lot, would we? Or would it be even worth trying? I have no well, idea. Well, that's why Nick, I was mentioning. You're, you're the, uh, the, I mean, the I have them in my backyard. You know, if you set up a feeder and you have an area that's uh, green enough, that you can certainly have them. Kathy, I mean, honestly, they, and I'm, come over sometime. Now, because yeah. we, have, we have a hummingbird feeder in our house, and they, they show up at specific times of the year. I haven't well, that's, seen one. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's a little early now, is it not? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen one in the, in the past few weeks. Yes, I had one. Uh, I had a hummingbird sighting like, like a less than a mile from here. I was uh, having coffee at the landing kitchen. And there was he? straight up hummingbird. No kidding. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're not gonna try to pull that off on the air. Well, right? I would have loved But I, I don't I think. Could just sit outside for the day with the microphone. And when a hummingbird right, comes, we, I'll give you a little. Maybe we give her an hour. But what we need to do is set her right up front at the main entrance. <laughs> this is for video. Yeah, you have to see. Did you? Did I show you the video of the little girl? Like, no. I think that, that that's how I should do yeah. it. She's wrapped. I'll show you the video. We'll just okay. sit you on a chair, mm-hmm. and maybe you'll get a hummingbird. All right. One, I, I want to get one more city beat in, and then we got to take a break. Um, uh, so, Cirque de Soleil Bazaar is coming to our area. Uh, it's making its North American debut at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks and will premiere on September 26th. It's a little ways off. I resisted Cirque du Soleil for years because it seemed like they're the sort of trendy thing when it first came out and then I actually saw some shows. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, I've never seen them live. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go. Oh, really? I'll probably go to this. Yeah, no, I never have. Oh, the, one of the, well, the, my favorite was the Beatles show in, in Vegas. Yeah, the Cirque du Soleil. Oh, my God. I really, oh my God. I, I think uh, that still runs. Yeah. Because uh, I want to see that. Uh, but this is Cirque du Soleil Bazaar, is what this is called, is, and I read from the press release, an eclectic lab of infinite creativity where a joyful troupe of acrobats, dancers, and musicians craft an awe-inspiring spectacle. Uh, so this will continue through October 22nd, so it runs from... What the se- hell are you talking about? <laughs> September 22nd through October... Or se- September 26th through October 22nd. Is it a, a pop-up? It's been that in the past. Uh, what do you mean a pop-up? Like a pop-up tent they'll put up in a, in a parking lot somewhere. Okay, so, yeah, tent. it's at yeah, the greatest. Yeah. It's at Oaks. So, oh, it's at Oaks. Okay. Yeah, you know that parking lot yeah, they yeah. built over there? I think they built it yeah. originally for when Cirque du Soleil I think you're came right. by here. Yeah. And they yeah. used it for everything like that, that Christmas light display, yes. Kathy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We we all went to the, a circus, not a Cirque Day, but a circus yeah. there. What uh, was that? Didn't you... You got called up onto the... Uh, I did. Oh, my yes. God. I had forgotten that until right now. Yeah, I, I was a part of the act at one point. Yeah. Um, was this? Uh, you were at it, too, Kath. I was? Yeah. <laughs> it was within... It was pre-pandemic. So, uh, were you ben, and, ben and Andrea were there with me. And, and, yeah, Steve, like, there was some juggling act or whatever, and they picked me out of the crowd, or somebody had me set up so that I would pick up <laughs> out of the... Yeah. Picked out of the crowd. Um, but it was fun, you know? And it was at that at that location right near um, where we're going to have the blood drive next Friday. Yes. Uh, so tickets go on sale. This is, uh, tickets are on sale now. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, at CirqueDesoleil.com. 
So you can get those now if you want I, to. I might might take that uh, that offer up of yeah. me, me going and purchasing the gym. But no, it's it's going to be cool. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, you resist these things. You're like, oh, and then you finally see them completely turn my perception around. They really are amazing. Uh, before we fully wrap, Nick, you wanted to mention the, the Greg Murphy yes. charity uh, drive. Thank you, Preston. Yes. Uh, Greg Murphy, our buddy from the Phillies, um, he was nominated for this thing that uh, I was lucky enough to win last year. Uh, Cindy Webster won Woman of the Year. I won Man of the Year. And Greg Murphy's been nominated for the same award. They just changed the name this year. It's uh, LLS, uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Visionary of the Year. Today's the last day for fundraising. So LLS is a great organization. Uh, the gala is tonight. Nobody knows who wins until the end of the gala. So I'm rooting for Greg. Um, I've supported him for the past couple of months. And uh, the link is right on PrestonAndSteve.com. So you can go. You can um, support him by by making a donation, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you want to do. Um, all donations are accepted. But the gala is tonight. So we'll know tomorrow yep. whether or not Greg won. But Greg is such a great guy. He's been dealing with his own battle yep. uh, over the last couple of years. He's been quiet about it. But now he's uh, doing the right thing and, and raising a lot of money. So we're rooting for him, and, and we hope he does well tonight. He's awesome. We yeah. love Greg. All right, uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the bizarre file. We also have an announcement, a concert announcement. Yeah. Too, so stay put. We'll be right back. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick before we do the B-File, uh, I have a butt plug mm-hmm. uh, to pass along. And I got this email from uh, Beth uh, Venza Haley, who is the fundraising assistant for the Indian Creek Foundation. And wanted me to mention this. I think I mentioned this last year. But the Indian Creek Foundation's 32nd second annual Roll, Stroll, and Run. Is taking place on Saturday, June 17th in Souderton, Pennsylvania. It's a ride-walk race event. And uh, they have courses of 62, 40, 20, and 10 miles. So that's for the, the ride, obviously. But you can do a 62-mile ride. Um, nice. Uh, and walkers can enjoy a leisurely stroll on their 1 and 5K routes. They also have a timed 5K for competition. And then there's a picnic buffet, beer garden music, and a bunch of other activities. And the Indian Creek Foundation, I love this. They're a nonprofit organization, and they provide services for uh, 1,300 children and adults with intellectual and development de- de- developmental disabilities and autism each year. Uh, and they have day services, behavioral health services, 
Uh, they do uh, 24 uh, residential homes for individuals with varying degrees of intellectual development disabilities. So important. Um, so you can go to rollandstroll.com uh, to get the information. That's coming up on the 17th, so I wanted to pass that along. It's a really cool event. All right, we have bizarre file stories to share, so let's share them. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by PGW. You can improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. And you can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. An Illinois exercise enthusiast was literally caught with her pants down after... She took a tumble on the gym treadmill oh, it's and great. ended up <gasps> with her leggings being sucked into the machine. Like ripped off of her yeah. and her <laughs> tiny just Every, hanging out. Uh-huh. Footage from the Pratt Fall is currently blowing up on the woman's Instagram page. Her name is Alyssa Conkle, and she said, I was just running at the gym and my pants got sucked off. I mean, uh, it's well, she hilarious footage. She yeah. tripped and fell. Yeah, like yeah. she, she, I guess, had it on too fast well, or whatever happened. And so when she fell, she was trying to hold on, and then that's when they get sucked up. She wasn't wearing the clip. You can clip on the device that'll when you fall, like a dead man. We'll pull it out exactly. <laughs> she had uh, reportedly set the machine to level ten, which she admitted was very fast. Nonetheless, she never expected her exercise sesh to end so catastrophically. Uh, The accompanying footage starts off typically enough where she is uh, the gym bunny clad in hot pink tank top and leggings, sprinting at the breakneck pace on a workout machine. We're watching the video right now. It's great. All of a sudden, she trips, falls to her knees in the still-running conveyor belt, and she... She is initially able to stop herself from flying off by grabbing onto the treadmill's handles. Uh, and unfortunately, the force of the conveyor belt on her knees pr- proves too great. The treadmill ends up pulling her leggings down. Had she let go, she would have just flown she off. She would have flown off. She yeah. was probably trying to save herself right. from that. But in one of the angles that I watched, um, you can see another girl get off of the treadmill and almost like run over to help yeah. her. And yes. then once her pants get ripped off, she turns around and walks away <laughs> like, oh, God, yep. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, the clip can Concludes with a mortified woman getting back to her feet as a fellow gym goer rushes to her aid, and the Samaritan backs off presumably because she wanted to give Conkle the privacy after being <laughs> pantsed by the machine. She said, "I hurt myself. My face, lip, knees, Aww. and shins are skinned." And she said she was so embarrassed she had to leave immediately. Oh, immediately. Yeah. I don't think I would return. Uh, the one silver lining of the, the facility was not very busy, and the person in the video who We still her, saw your ass, ma'am. Approached her afterward, asked if she was okay. It's funny as hell. You got to, like, embrace it, though. Like, if yeah. that happens to you, post the video yourself and just be like, yep, There's that's me. great yep. collection of videos on social media where it's someone, someone walking into the gym after not being there for a while, and they walk in, and then what they do is they get all these clips of people using the equipment wrong, flying off treadmills, mm-hmm. and the person just turns around and leaves. You know who's good at that, who will post her own videos and say, this is me and I made a mistake, is Alex Holly. Like, all her, like, oh, yeah. mishaps on air, she posts them, and wow. she's like, oh, here I am. Yep. All right, a nurse and uh, nature lover in Canada reportedly captured footage of what she said appeared to be two witches holding a carcass-eating ritual Man, with a camera she set up near her home. You ever have to scare them off your property, the witches, when they start eating carcasses? Uh, Karina Stanhope said, I don't know what the heck was up with that. 
Uh, she lives in uh, Powell River, British Columbia. She said it really freaked us out. It's not something you see every day. After coming across a deer carcass in a garden on her property, Stanhope said that she set up the camera to surveil any animals that might take interest in the dead deer. She said, me and my grandpa put up a trail camera to see if we could see animals. And we got a bobcat on camera, which was pretty cool. And she added her 76-year-old grandfather, Bob, was horrified when he checked the footage and saw what appeared to be a scant- to be scantily clad women chomping down on the carcass at night. Uh, she said, I came in the next day. Grandpa said that he'd got naked people on the camera. And I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> so he showed me. Uh, Stan Hope noted that the outlet uh, to the outlet that the apparent carcass eaters emerged about 10 minutes after sunset looking disheveled and they were wearing wigs. Uh, you can't really tell from the photo, she said, but the hoof was bought right, brought right up to her mouth. She said, I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling it, or eating it, but to touch a decaying carcass like that makes me feel sick. The amount of bacteria that must be on there. Uh, maybe they were paying their respects, but they were naked, she said. It, whatever it was, it was freaky. Stanhope noted that she was creeped out because the incident took place just a two-minute walk from her house. Hey, she, hey, you naked witches out there, stop eating that. She feared for the safety of her horses. She said, I was concerned about them messing with my horses at night. The horses always get really spooked and unnerved around that area. I thought they imagined stuff at first, and I didn't think anything of it, but maybe I believe them now. Uh, so she's hoping that it was a prank or that the participant were on, quote, some good drugs. Uh, but she decided against contacting the police after her grandfather noted that nothing technically illegal happened. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking drugs. Some people think uh, that it may have been a prank or speculated it was a satanic or other paranormal element at work. Some people think that it was a windigo. Oh. Uh, which is uh, a malevolent supernatural entity associated with Native, Native American folklore. All right, I'm going with that now. Uh, more than a dozen people, many of them uh, children, you may have seen this uh, yesterday, had to be rescued from a carnival ride in Newcastle County, Delaware. Yes, yeah. Uh, it happened around 9.30 p.m. Tuesday at the St. John, the beloved Catholic Church Carnival in Milltown. Officials said the zipper ride oh. malfunctioned, leaving 14 people stuck inside its cages. Oh, man. So the zipper was the one that always scared me as a kid because I, I had heard... <laughs> because I'm gay. Yeah. No, um, because I had heard the rumor was that a uh, a girl got her hair, hair caught in it. Remember that? There oh was, yes. There was also one uh, the the like free fall drop at Six Flags Great Adventure. That was uh, also the rumor on that one. Every small fair, every carnival has that legend of the scalped kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, so anyhow, uh, one person was hospitalized with minor injuries. Uh, the other thirteen were checked out at the scene uh, to complicate rescue efforts. A heavy rainstorm moved in. During the operation. Mm. One last story and then we will wrap it up. Yeah, I got this uh, sent to me by a number of people. A 60-year-old American driver was arrested last week after he took a wrong turn and ended up at the Canadian border with a huge quantity of cannabis and over $600,000 in cash in his car. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said in a news release that Andrew Lee Toppenberg was following GPS coordinates that were entered incorrectly. Anything he, to declare? When he mistakenly ended up in the border lineup <laughs> at Canada's Rainbow Bridge border crossing in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And he did not have his passport with him. And that apparently is resulting, that results in being subject to an inspection if you don't have your passport. So if you get into a line like that, can you get out of the line? Because I'm sure people accidentally pull into the line. I don't know. Maybe, well, but you raise suspicion, right? It might depend on how far into it you were. Maybe there was right. no place for him to turn around, you know? Yeah. Uh, during the inspection, Canadian border officials found 399 pounds of cannabis, which police said is valued about uh, 270 to 500,000 thousand dollars 
Uh, they also found over six hundred grand in the vehicle wow. as well. It's over a million dollars of stuff there. Uh, the drugs and money were located throughout the car with the cannabis in vacuum packed containers and the cash separated into bundles that were concealed in a safe suitcase and lockable I'm case. Just going to Tim Hortons. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this guy was obviously busted, and uh, they had to take him into custody. And it was because he entered <laughs> the wrong GPS coordinates. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. We have a concert announcement. Hey. Yes, we do. Just talking about this band the other day. MMR announces Tuesday, August 29th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, a Nickelback. The tickets will go on sale Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 13th, at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And Nickelback will be joined with uh, Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross. They call it the Get Rollin' Tour. And again, it's Tuesday, August 29th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Uh, listen to Ray Kubu's in for Brent Porsche this week. Uh, for your chance to win tickets and also Brent's show next week for more chances to win. In fact, you can text the word CONCERTS to 39333 for a link uh, to the MMR concert calendar and you can find out all of the details. Who, who are you? Was it um, from Pantera? Were they... Yeah. They were defending... Apparently Dimebag Nick- and uh, Vinnie Paul yeah. were big fans of Nickelback and would tell people, look, you don't believe me? Go see them. <laughs> right, right. And then see what you think about it. So Nickelback... Tuesday, August 29th, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets go on sale next Tuesday. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Tom Pop is going to be joining us around 9 o'clock, so hang out. We'll be back in a little bit. It's officially foo season, people. And MMR is writing prescriptions this weekend to get your foo shot. It's blocks of Foo Fighters all weekend and free copies of the new album, but here we are on CD. MMR VIPs, head to the contest page at WMMR.com and enter for your chance to win a Foo Fighters vinyl catalog, including both black and white editions of the new album. It's new foo for you. Ladies and gentlemen, foo fighters. From the station with the only cure for foo season, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Uh, Reminder, Woodbury Junior Senior High School, you guys get to vote. The the final one of the year, coolest teacher. Text for a teacher, 39333. And Marissa told me that they have a special uh, phrase or what is it, their, their theme, Marissa? Good morning. It nope. Yes, dug up their Twitter account and they're called The Woo. The, the woo. 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 All right. So, uh, like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A little yeah. nickname for them. All right, The Woo, you guys get to vote. So text word teacher 39333 and tomorrow morning we'll find out who that is. Um, oh, also a reminder, tomorrow we're a week away from uh, the blood drive. And we, yes. Yeah. And we're looking for, yeah. we never said uh, amounts, but we're doing it this time, right? We want to break a thousand. Yeah, we want to break a thousand units uh, and get back to our, you know, a few pre-COVID years where we were breaking a thousand every single time. Uh, so let's make that happen and have you sign up. And you can go to wmmr.com and go through all the process of of getting yourself ready for that. And we have two different locations for you to choose from. You can either be in Oaks or you can be in uh, 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 the sports complex at Live Casino. 
uh, and various staff members broadcasting live from each of those. We'll be at Oaks broadcasting our show live on Friday morning, a week from tomorrow. Uh, so sign up and help out. We really, really would appreciate it if you could do that. So uh, please, and it's uh, rapidly approaching, so you can do take care of that this morning. It would be wonderful. Um, I have uh, some notes jotted down here of things to talk about. I have... I have a Casey story, a Kathy story, and a Nick story. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it like getting to know the family? It's yeah. getting to know you. Getting, getting to know, know all about you. Getting what is that from? The uh, King and I. Yes. That's right. right. Yes. All right. So. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, let's go with Casey's story first because uh, this is something we might have to. We might have to find out about. For there's, sure. there's a couple of things that we're, we're getting a list of things and stunts to perform outside, and this definitely falls in that realm. Yeah, uh, and I'll try and uh, make this setup as short as possible. I was told I, I I wouldn't be able to do something that I think I can do. Okay, uh, I like I, that. Um, so I've been watching. I was at my my daughter's track meets uh, over the last month or so, and so this is like fifth to eighth graders, right. and uh, and my daughter actually she throws shot put. And uh, and then my son, my friend's son, is a sixth grader, and he throws a shot put, and he he threw thirty eight, thirty eight feet, pretty good for a sixth grader back yeah. in uh, in the championships on Saturday. And I was like, I think I could do that. And uh, my friend's father said, I don't think you could even throw it thirty feet. Wow, that an adult man your size mm-hmm. could not throw the shot put thirty feet. I did a little investigating on this. Okay, and for an adult male. It says here 60 feet is a heck of a throw, but 55 feet is a nice throw, which suggests that something like 50 feet is about an average throw. So uh, I think you could do this. Now, question, would it weigh the same as the one as the sixth grader? Well, he said I would have to throw an eight-pound shot put. And I, I, I think he might be throwing a six-pounder. I'm not really sure exactly. But I was like, yeah, I could do that. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, this, these are based on adult. Uh, <laughs> so this is probably the eight-pound shot put. So yeah, the world, world record, Steve, I just looked up, is uh, about 77 feet. All right. Um, so, and you, you said 60 feet. It's a great throw. Right, for, for right. For an adult male. 55, pretty good. So I'm yeah. figuring like 50 feet and in, in between 40 and 50 feet is probably respectable. I right. think you can do it. Yeah. I think so too. Like, he said we, I had, I, we need to bury this punk. Yeah, it, no, no, no. I love this guy, Kev. I love him. Uh, he uh, he said I have no respect for the sport. You know, by saying that I could throw it. What? No, yeah. it's you. I don't have respect. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I have. You're a ton of, the one. I love. Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm getting angry at this guy. Kid. Where does he live? I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not doing this to be on the opposite side, but I don't think you can do it. Thirty feet. Oh, well, thir- well, you, you thirty. Thirty feet's ten yards, man. That's nothing. I thought we were talking 50. Sure. No, 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 no. no. Uh, so his, said, son, his son threw it 38 feet, and I was like, yeah, I could beat your son easily. He's a sixth grader. The now, world record is what I just said, Kathy. The world, 70, oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, okay. probably, Let's go for that. I, probably, <laughs> I think we could. That's what I meant. I didn't think you could break, beat the world record. <laughs> Does it have to be lateral, or can it be from an altitude? All right, I could probably break the U.S. record. I probably could. <laughs> uh, but the American, world record is, I think, of, a lofty yeah, goal. Right, yeah, an American Up and down, record. or, yeah. No, I listen, I had, there's also... So, like, you can you can fault, right? So, I, you know, like, I, I want to make right. sure that I'm doing it properly. But okay. I think, first try, <laughs> I could do it without faulting, and I could throw it over 30 hey, feet. give me wow. the six-pound shot, but I'll throw it overhand. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, but it, it was funny because like, you know you sit there and you watch these kids and, and and by the way I watched the high jump and I watched this kid like just leap over it like yeah he, he, you know like you jump over and you land on your back like this dude just jumped over it like he was jumping over uh, a hurdle 
Oh, so so didn't do the flip over on the back, just no. cleared it like a like he was in a relay. But when I was watching that, I was like, man, I wonder how. I, and I didn't have any lofty goals or like, oh, I could beat that. But I would like to try that as well. I'd like to high try jump? a high jump. Oh, oh, man. Wow. So remember, you, you took a spill and you have you had a, oh, uh, yeah. a back injury from the campout for hunger. I think you're more. Uh, now you're probably right. I think you may want to skip that go at the shot, but I, you could do the uneven parallel bars. I, I'll try that. Yeah. But I also want to try a javelin. Now that I'd like to try. Yeah, I saw a documentary where they had designed this special javelin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a special yeah, limp wrist throwing style. Throwing yeah. style. <laughs> um, and it, that thing flew. By the way, the, uh, the the jump style, Nick just pulled this up on uh, Wikipedia. He doesn't just know this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Fosbury Flop. I love that name. Fosbury. And the guy's name is Dick Fosbury. And I remember... Uh, I remember reading about this. Like he was first kind of made fun of yes. for his, t- his technique because the the old technique was like you were saying, just to jump right over it or to dive over it. I right, guess. Right. But he found that the way the body is constructed, uh, that going over with your back over it was the most efficient the way. The only jump. other way to do it that is effective is the schnozberry flop. <laughs> okay. So that's there's yeah, no such thing as a schnozberry. <laughs> those things taste like. They taste like snozberries. Snozberries. Oh, let me ask you then. Um, have you ever been like a pole vault? Have you ever? No, but my buddy Steve did. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was a pole vaulter in high school and he, at Slippery Rock University. He was a pretty decent athlete, but he never beat me in diving. I want to make that clear. All right. Steve uh, Woolery never, ever even came close to beating me in diving. Pole vaulting seems terrifying. I'm, to me. I'm it really terrified. does. The does idea of, of committing to that, of, of leaning back. And bending that pole, well, I, I, no way, Mm-mm. no way. Oh, and by the way, at my weight, I would snap that thing in half and and end up like right on my neck. So we're having a uh, strong man at the mutiny tonight. His name is Todd Jones. I was talking to him about this thing, Preston, about those those things, like those the hammer throw, and, right? Yeah. And and he said, and another strong man that I talked to said the same thing. It is they have that little disconnect. Um, that gives the follow through any bit of hesitation. I think mm. in the pole vault yeah. or anything like that. It's the classic footage at the beginning of the uh, the wide world of sports. Yes, with, with the pummel horse. That second hesitation can screw you up. By the way, the, who's that? There's a girl that made a sensation a few years ago. She was the hot pole vaulter. Uh, this might be her. Yeah. No, it's not her. She's a brunette and she's stunningly beautiful. All right, anyway. That Michelle Jenicky always got me. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is it Tori Black? She likes to no, ride the pole. She's a, I know. She's a porn star. I'm going to go to uh, Ron uh, real quick who wants to comment on uh, the shot put. Hi, Ron. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Just wanted to uh, set a few things straight here with the shot put. So in grade school, a boy's, shot, a boy's weight for a shot put is eight pounds. As you get into high school, it's 12, and as you get beyond high school, it's it's uh, 16. So that that 16 pound weight for the world record, I mean that's that's pretty substantial. So, There's some huge, huge, incredible athletes that 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 are that are hitting the 70s after high school. Those Olympic athletes are unbelievable. So 16 pounds over 70 feet. That's pretty Correct. astonishing. Um, obviously, there is that technique that we're familiar with, where you tuck the ball, uh, you know, uh, sort of under your yeah. chin, and then and then you you launch it uh, that way. That is the accepted methodology. And then we're watching somebody do it, and they twirl around. Yeah, the notion of chucking something sixteen pounds that distance, yeah, uh, is pretty incomprehensible. Yes, 
it, it is, it is. And, and, and there's two accepted techniques. And like Casey was saying, you can fault and all that and, and, and fail. But, but you're essentially pushing it with momentum. You're not throwing right. it at all. You're yeah. pushing it. And that is unbelievable to do. 77 feet with 16 pounds. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there's, it is. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's wild because you're watching kind of hulking people basically pirouette. In, yeah. You know, yeah. And all right. Amazing. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Casey, right, by the way, her name is uh, Allison Stoke. This oh, okay. Is, this is her. That's the wow. hot tub. Yeah. She's wow. Gorgeous. Wait, and who's the porn star you mentioned before? Uh, Tori Black. Okay. Yeah. What, uh, what country is Allison from? Is she American? Uh, she's American, yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, uh, the uh, the other one works at the Gold Nugget in Vegas. <laughs> Actually, she's coming to Club Risque. She'll be there next week. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll ask her about the shop wood. All right. <laughs> uh, Casey, um, you often... Win longest drive contests. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering if any of your upper body strength would translate to because you are you're a strong person and and oh, like I think you. maybe no I mean it like I meant you might have some arm strength and upper body strength that could help you in the shot put. Nick really likes me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank I want to caress you as you're doing it. <laughs> that, all right, that might maybe. hinder. But can I you undo do your ponytail okay, first? <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he wants to give me a massage. Uh, maybe maybe take a shower afterwards. We'll see. All right. See how the date goes. Yeah. Listen, I don't know how we ended up here, <laughs> but I am loving it. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to make the show awkward. I'm just saying that I believe. I believe Casey has a a chance to do what his friend says he can't do. Oh, I know. I think you can do that. I don't know. We can go. (laughs) Kathy, you want to take Casey on and see? I don't know. Delco versus Bucksco shot put. First of all, I could never do it. My shoulder would explode. Uh, No, I'm not saying I could do it. I just don't think Casey can. So. uh, She's such a butt. You're such a butt. You butt. You butt. You butt. You butt. <laughs> She's got the grin. She what? knows I can do it. She said she wasn't trying to be a contrarian. Yeah. She just, that's her take. How old was this kid again? He was uh, six and... He's sixth grade, well, like 12 Casey. or 13, something like that. How big was his yeah. wheelchair again? Well, uh, no, he's actually, he is what? the tallest, like, sixth grader I've ever seen in my life. So okay, he, is, he is big for his oh. Certainly. What? Yeah. what? That Allison Stoke, the, the pole vaulter, is married to Ricky Fowler. I didn't know <laughs> that. The golfer. Uh, yeah. That's One of hilarious. the greatest golfers in the world. Well, that makes sense. There you go. Makes they always get the hot, the hot Well, girls. now that I'm hearing always that... Always get in, the hot pole vaulter. Yeah. I liked it because here's the deal. Pole <laughs> oh, there's a great hot pole vaulter club on the main line. They do have weird clubs yeah. like that all over the place. Hot I've, pole vaulter clubs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now... Why are these women so tall? Now, because I know I'm going to shatter the record with an 8-pound uh, <laughs> shot put, now I need a 16-pound shot put just to see what I can do. Okay. Uh, we could do both. 8-pound like, uh, yeah. and 16-pound, and yeah. then what your goal would be mm-hmm. to get on a plaque in the display case at this school? That's that's it. Right. That's well, all I want. We're going we're gonna to try to do this next week. The GOAT, yeah. yes. And I think we're going to have to just... Do it we, the whole way? We don't need a an actual field, a tra- you know, we're, with the circle and everything. No. We could go do down to the, the park right down the street. No, we're not doing oh. it in here. No, we can do it right up. We can do it here, just towards the window. Right towards right the there? window. Yeah. All right. And there, like in the, uh... Is there any grassy area there? Yeah, yeah. actually, there is uh, where we Wait shot a that second, though. over there, Casey. Yeah, there's a you grassy don't... area there, grassy yeah. area in the front. No, when I see them doing it, they're kind of doing it in a... In a... Yeah, there's a circle that you yeah. that you rotate. What are they on? Is it just it's concrete? Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's can fine. we find concrete anywhere around here? It's fine. I used to go to. I used to love going to track and field. But yes. two, two of my kids did uh, did track and field, and I liked the field events. I, I thought uh, it was kind of fun to watch the shot put. Because yeah. you know what? They're the classic Olympic events. Yeah. Those are. And by the way, if you want to be really authentic, do it naked. 
Because the original athletes yeah. were naked when they did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will go hang on to Eric, uh, who's a shot putter in high school. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Hey, uh, real quick, I just wanted to say that I am a first-time listener, or first-time caller, uh, very recent listener. Oh, oh, welcome, thank sir. You. Thank you. Transplanted from the D.C. area, so, you know, we have, I don't know if you guys know of Elliot in the morning. Yes. Yeah, we saw we, him in Chicago when we were getting our whole family. Nice guy, really yeah. nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fantastic, you know, and, and when my wife and I moved up here, you know, I was, I, that's, I still listen to Elliot in the morning. And I was like, you know, there's got to be some kind of show up here that's got to be <laughs> at least halfway decent. And, and you uh, found you know, halfway decent. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. We excel at that. I uh, stumbled onto you guys, and I actually am, am pleasantly surprised. You know, you guys are absolutely hilarious. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. You know. Excellent. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and so, you know, I, uh, I did shot put back in high school. I did shot put and discus. I was absolutely crap at discus. <laughs> um, but I was pretty good at shot put. You know, I could do... About fifty, like I was averaging fifty-five to fifty-eight feet. Wow! Uh, at, at sixteen to seventeen years old. How, how and was um, it a sixteen-pound shot put? Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was a twelve-pounder. I don't remember. This was back in '06, so this was, you know, centuries ago. Um, but uh, you know. Yeah, if, if I I thought it was a twelve pounder, I could be wrong though. Okay. Let me ask you on the uh, on the on the on the uh, discus, Eric. There's a, a, a bit of the same body mechanic, right? When you're 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 spinning around to get the the yeah. maximum distance, you said you couldn't do that, but you could do the shot put. Yeah. So the way like the way I held the discus was, or the way you hold the discus is, you know, you take essentially take a, a plate. And you curl your fingers over the edge of the plate, mm-hmm. you know, so you're holding the plate on the outside edge mm-hmm. and you have to spin it like that. That's that's how you're. Yeah. So it's, it's similar. It. Yeah. The, the, it but is it, cool. But it's not a push like yeah. shot put is. This is exactly. this a, you're, you're hurling it. Yeah. yeah. You're not throwing the, the, the discus like you would like a Frisbee. Right. Cool. Um, you know, and so it, it's, it was a little more difficult. You know, I couldn't quite get the spin down with the discus as I could with the shot put. So we could um, we should do this out. We should have Preston what we should call it the Median Olympics and put it right out here on this stretch of grass right on in the median <laughs> in our parking lot. <laughs> the Median Olympics. <laughs> oh my god. It's basically like it. a field day for Casey. All right, well, what do you Eric, not really you're you're new to this uh, to our crew here, but do you think Casey could pull off 30 feet with a uh, with an 8 pound shot put? With an eight pound, is no problem. All right, all right, all right. Cool. But he's going to try sixteen pounder too. Yeah, if we can get a hold of. But I mean, if you guys were to do this on the weekend, I would, <laughs> I would happily come by and and, and you know. Uh, throw We're a couple not. shot plays. Yeah, we, that we can. <laughs> right, um, it, it says, and it, you, you're new to the area, but you cannot do any Olympic event on the weekend. Is the, <laughs> the, the rule Pennsylvania? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate you checking in, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, see you later. Okay. Yeah, I think you have no problem doing this. Me too. Um, so I'm going to move on to another event. Right. And oh, it's, it's uh, like the Olympics. Yeah, it is like the Olympics because <laughs> it's a swimming event, and uh, Kathy has an interesting story to share. Trust me. It's to... actually a tale of triumph. <laughs> Not Olympic quality, that's for sure. We started a swim team practice. This week. You're on a swim team? Uh, no, Jason. Oh. oh. And we started practice, and it was 
like I couldn't, I just stopped and looked around. Kids were like hanging on the side of the pool. People were coming out crying. Moms were like push, basically pushing their kids into the pool. Like, nope, you're doing swim team. Like they look like half oh, the kids man. did not want to be there. And so these are, these are kids who hear swim, fun, Yay! pool, and they don't realize it is Push your body to the absolute limit as hard as you can. Jace kept getting out because you're not really supposed, you're supposed to, you know, train the whole time and uh-huh. do what the coach says. And he uh-huh. kept getting out and coming over to me. And he was like, this is so hard. <laughs> this is really hard. So what are the requirements of, so at that age, what what do they have the swim team doing? How so old is it, he, by the way? He's 11. Okay. Um, it's just our, our uh, you know, summer swim right. club team. So it's not, it's a little more relaxed. Racing? Than, oh, yeah. No, yeah. They'll, they'll, do racing, meets, right? they'll do meets and stuff like that. But it's a little more relaxed than if you okay. were to swim, you know, during the year at an aquatics club or for your school or whatever. Um, all of the kids get to race. Um, there's like a varsity and a junior varsity. And if you're JV, anybody, you like as long as you can get to the other side of the pool, you can be in the race. So is he being taught different strokes? Yeah. So he, for yeah, different folks? <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Yeah. He's doing all the different strokes. Um, they're teaching them, you know, how to dive off of the starting block okay. and how to do flip turns. And I mean, they're, they're getting, you know, instruction on it's how a- to be a swimmer. But when you get it, like, to, to swim like that and for the first time, like when Jay's got in the first day of practice, yeah. it's difficult. Had, had, having not, you know, really swam that much over the past, you know, couple of months. People it, don't realize what, what a workout what it is. What, what yeah. my, it's one of my wife's favorite things to do. That's really the predicate for get, we finally got a pool because it's a, her number one favorite exercise is swimming laps. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a health thing. And, and uh but it's tough. It's more oh, yeah. than just swimming laps, too, because they kind of break it up, too. Like, you know. It's just swimming laps when you're warming up and you're cooling down, right? Like, okay, do it yeah. like a... Well, and I don't know at that age, but, like, you know, 20-lap warm-up, okay? Uh, but when they start doing, like, sprints and stuff like that, you're like, okay, you got to go... All right, you do a sprint real quick, right? So up and back, and then you get to wait 30 seconds, yeah, and then up 30, and back again, 30-second yeah, yeah, yeah. break. Up, you know, And it's like, go, 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 they go, go. Do, they were doing that yesterday, actually, oh. Case. But the, the younger kids come in after Jace's group, and, like, you could see them, like, in their little <laughs> bathing suits with their sad faces, like, obviously had been crying, hate this. crying in the car, and, like, the moms literally just, like, pushing them to the edge of the pool and then, and then trying to run away so that the kids stay and do the swim practice. <laughs> Man, it was really funny. We're having fun. (laughs) Don't you like fun? Well, and you know what what I keep telling Jay's because he keeps going, this is so difficult, is I'm like, you can take a break. It's okay. Like, the the coach isn't going to yell at you because you need to take a break. Do the best that you can do. Do as many laps as you can do at your pace. If someone passes you, who cares? Yeah. You know, just do it at your pace, and that's okay. I was probably in about fifth grade, and uh, our local YMCA I had seen, they they had uh, karate classes, and so I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do this. And so I talked my dad in to take me, and we go to the class. And I'm the youngest person there, by and far. I mean, there were all adults in this class, and I'm a kid. (laughs) And I get in it, and we start training. And we're about a third of the way through, and I'm like, I'm done. This is not, you know, wah, wah. No, Bruce Lee, it's none of that. The it was push-ups, and it was sit-ups, and it was, you know, just strength training and, and endurance training. And my dad yelled at me. Oh, my God. He well, just, he wants you to follow through. Yeah. So we had, at our elementary school, I think it was Aikido, uh... I'm positive it was like a typing teacher teaching Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> it usually is. Because there was nothing. Like, I thought the same. 
All right, when do we fight the other dojo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Steve, what age do you think that was? Oh, it had to be fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And they're not, and I, I'm, oh, it's a moron kid. They're not going to have you doing combat. All right. It was all, it was all basically, it seemed to me like, now looking back, like Tai Chi. Like, yes, that sort of Yeah, Katas. Yeah. So my nephew, Tommy, is about the same age. I think he's in fifth, fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, and he is doing three separate camps, camps this summer. Science camp, which is uh, cool and fun. Right. Uh, he's also doing Taekwondo. There you and he, go. He's taking it really seriously. The first day he came home from Taekwondo, he asked my sister-in-law if he could put her in a headlock. <laughs> and she was like, uh, no, Tommy. No. You can't. That's not... I'll tell you what, I'll put you in the broom closet. <laughs> right. And the third camp that he's taking right uh, this summer, break dancing. Ooh. And I was like, is that, is that a back? This kid is living the dream. Yeah, That's he's awesome. like learning how to pop and lock and everything. I'm so Jeez. impressed by him. We had our kids uh, go through some gymnastics programs at a gym that was nearby. It's just to have a, a summer activity yeah, yeah. for them to do, and they did it. Yeah. And and uh, they had uh, they kind of assess, you know, when they see kids that have a little bit of talent, and then approach you and say, "Hey, we think so and so might yeah, be good yeah. at this. How about we take this to the next level?" Sure. But they said that about Carter because uh, he can walk on his hands and he does. He's yeah. athletically inclined. And so he's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And they started putting him through endurance training. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, like, like two times. He's like, mm, nope, I'm not doing that. That's a lot. Not doing that because that's when they start working you hard. Do you know, for all the time, they always came after me for, for football. All the time that I was in school. And I, and I told you the story. There was a social studies teacher. I hated his guts. <laughs> and, and he was the coach of the, all the time. I think he even was in junior high. Anyway, I hated his guts. But I look back if, um, I think I would have had fun. Yeah. I mean, your life takes a path that it's supposed to take. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of regret that I didn't, oh, yeah. you know, at least. At least try it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. May, it may have been a passion for you. You never right, know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but if you didn't like it at that point in your life, I know, it wasn't for I you, know. you know. Yeah. But and, what if he excelled at it and all of a sudden it was like, wow. Could have been in the NFL. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so that's that's why it's. A good idea to at least sample something yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and give yeah. it a shot. You yeah, know, and yeah. you might really find something you weren't interested in at all. It turns out to be a thing you love. So my older brother played football before me, and so I wanted to play football with him. And uh, so, but he was a couple of years older than me. So then I ended up playing football with all these kids that were two years older than me. And I think I made it through a couple of practices. Were they one, grinding you up? Dude, Steve, at one point, and I wish I could remember who it was, but the dude... <laughs> Hit me so hard that I like flew like five yards in the air, like like uh, the water boy. No, yeah. like the greatest American hero. Okay. Because when I came back to practice the next day, they started singing the greatest American hero theme song to me, and then I promptly quit. I was like, um. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Wait. I Nick just pulled this up. Breakdancing is an Olympic sport. Yeah, apparently it was really popular uh, in 2018 at, at youth games in Brazil. Uh, and and so it's, I mean, it's obviously incredibly athletic. It, it is. It's astonishingly so. It, I mean, will be, you, it will be included in the 2024 Paris Olympics. Yeah. So what? you've seen, we, we all freaked out the first time we saw that new, well, it was new about eight years ago, the breakdancing movie, A Slide on Your Head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was that Stomp the Yard 11 or whatever movie yeah. that was in? They they do some crazy yeah. athletic stuff. Wow. It is it is amazing. Um, all right. Well, I we do need to take a break, but uh, yeah, Kath, is he going to stick with swim? Oh, he has to because... Uh, he should try aquatic shot put. No, <laughs> no. 
he he won't do summer camp. I, I've told you guys this story before. He refuses to do summer camp, whatever it is. He has he remembers something from it that he doesn't like. So, yeah. uh, in exchange for that, he has to be on the swim and diving team. By the way, somebody suggested, and this is not that bad of an idea, that we have Kath, uh, Casey throw a shot put over Kathy while she's wearing the hummingbird helmet. <laughs> waiting for hummingbirds. Combine them all. Yeah. We can put it all together. I bet you if you were to throw a shot put at that helmet, you wouldn't get injured. Yeah, you'd probably oh, be okay. stop it. I mean, it's only 16 pounds. Would you try it for us? Now, here's the deal, guys. I promise you, I will not practice before this. When I do this, it will be the very first time. To be honest, uh, okay. this child had practiced prior to doing it. Yeah. So, no. uh, yeah. We'll, we'll let him We'll let him right. see if he can. He can no, Steve. I have no work. respect for this sport. <laughs> I have no respect for this guy. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to take a break. Nick, I'm sorry we didn't get to your story. Oh, it's not nearly as good. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, probably tomorrow. You climb Mount Everest if you want to know the truth. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> uh, no, we need to take a break because Tom Pop is going to be joining us yes. in just a couple of minutes. So we want to do that very thing. So hang out. We'll be back shortly with Tom Papa. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go. Get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You mentioned uh, the smoke issue, Kathy, and our next guest actually has got a show in uh, Canada, and hopefully it still oh won't God. be on fire oh, by the time he gets there. <laughs> Uh, but he's touring all over the place. But he's got a book, uh, and we love talking to him at any point in time. And the new book is called We're All In This Together, So Make Some Room. Do I have music to bring him yes, on with? Yes, you do. Oh, wow. I have here. Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, but, uh, yes, it just went on sale on Tuesday. It is available wherever books are sold. Please welcome the one and only Tom Papa. Yeah. To uh, the show. Good morning. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> Bellissimo. Nice to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, Very exciting. Were you aware of this smoke thing that we have going on in the Northeast right now? I was in uh, New York yesterday. Okay. Oh, you're acutely aware. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was in it. My first interview was at literally right next to the World Trade Center. I was up like, you know, 60 floors. I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice view. And I could see about 
two inches from the window. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. And I was, um, my wife, we were out sit- sitting outside, or she called me outside, and she's like, do you smell this and see this? I'm like, yeah. And she yeah. was concerned that maybe there was a fire nearby. I'm like, well, maybe somebody's, you know, having a, I don't know, a bonfire or something yeah. like that. Um, and she goes, uh, later on, a few minutes later, she's like, oh, it's from the, the wildfires in Canada. I'm like, you moron. Yeah, I, essentially, <laughs> I was brushing her off like that. I'm like, never would that, you know. Canadian? Been, yeah, come on. And then I wake up the next morning and the news is covering it and I had to apologize thoroughly to her. <laughs> I never in my life would I think that smoke from Canada is drifting into Philadelphia. It was so creepy being in the city, walking around, seeing people wearing masks for a totally different reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, just leave us alone with yeah. this. Uh, well, so you're, you're um, well, listen, that's sort of like a horror movie uh, scenario with the fog and all this, the mist, the Stephen King story. I have to ask you a follow-up question. You had a ghost picture in your a video oh, you yeah. showed us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's in your home. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, we were all very intrigued. Had there been further sightings? When you say intrigued, do you mean scared to death? (laughs) (laughs) Of the demon that lives with you? Yes, possibly. No, but you seem to, while you were trepidatious, you were still intrigued. You yourself were interested about it. You seem to be, at least. Yeah, well, definitely when you have a a figure that looks like a... A uh, man in a trench coat carrying a machine gun <laughs> in your office. You're, yeah. you're definitely going to be intrigued. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just the other day, I came back. I haven't seen him, but every once in a while something happens. The other day, I came back and have this little shelf with my books and stuff on it, and it was all knocked over. Hmm. They're all, all the books were, like, scattered. And it's, like, pretty high. It's not, like, it's too high for my pug to get up there and do it because he's such an ass. Like, he would definitely do it. Right. He just, uh, he he's very spiteful, but I think it was the ghost. Well, you, you, you caught video on your security camera, right? That's It's a motion camera, and yeah. that's what originally caught the footage, which, and you sent it to us or showed it to us, and I yeah. thought it was pretty convincing. It is very convincing. It was, I was on the road, and I was like, I got an alert because for the first time I put, I put a camera on. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know how it worked, and it made an alert. And I looked, and I was like, it was my dog. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can see my dog. I was like, that would be a good horror movie. What <laughs> happens if you're on the road, and all of a sudden you get an alert, and there's just some dude looking in the camera? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and then right as I said that, it goes off again, and there's this man in a trench coat standing in my office. <laughs> Well, all right, very so disturbing. You, you're you're safe for at least the time being. You haven't right. been accosted. Yeah, I'm all in right. Chicago now. I just right. leave my family, go on the road, and let them. Let deal them with this. That's what you do. <laughs> you know an exorcist. Uh, so the the book we're we're all in this together. So make some room. Uh, right before COVID hit, you had a special that was called uh, "You're Doing Fine." You're doing great. You're doing. You're great. doing great. That was it. Yeah, you're doing great. Better than wonderful. Fine. Better yeah. than fine. Uh, so this, we're all in this together, seems to be a nod. That was a phrase that we heard repeated yeah. uh, through COVID. Um, did you pick it up from that or something totally different? Yeah, it was kind of that vibe that I was getting when I was on tour, especially after the pandemic uh, or like during the pandemic into after the pandemic. The, the news, you know, was constantly hitting this drumbeat of we all hate each other and America's divided. And then you tour and you see people, and that is very far from the real truth of everyday people. Mm. Everyday people are just 
trying to get along. So I, I just had that in my head. I love that. And, yep. I love and that observation. I, yeah. And then I started noodling around with the with these essays and, you know, because I'm always writing the next book. And it really just started, I started to realize not only are we in it together and not hate each other, but we also need each other. And you can learn from each other. We always think we're the first human being on the planet. And you're the only one going through these experiences. But if you just keep your eyes and ears open to your fellow men and people who have been here before us, it's all been figured out. I, it's I, all been figured out. There's a cocktail hour for a reason. <laughs> there's exactly. there's a whole there's there's shelves filled with ointments in CVS for a reason. <laughs> you're not the first one to go through all of this. So just we can so the essays are really about like all of the all of the clues that I've found that other people have left for us. I become more acutely aware. I read a great book uh, by an author, Naomi Wolf, and and she and she talks about it. she breaks down all these studies about the literal need for us to be with each other, to to smile at each other, to put a hand on a shoulder. That mm-hmm. it's literally it, it can it can affect your health in, in incredibly positive ways, and being deprived of it can serve the opposite effect. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now that doesn't mean when I'm at the Newark Airport <laughs> and there's some guy trying to cut the line no. that I'm not plotting in my head of how to kill him. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know no, what I mean? No. Yeah, we understand. Yeah, I mean we're all in this together. So make some room is the name of the book. If you're not making room, I think I get to eliminate you. <laughs> <laughs> some would some would call that austere. Others would call that practical. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I it, there's definitely. I mean there were all those videos. I remember when I was a kid watching like a a documentary on uh, chimpanzees. Yeah, and there was like one who was like not in sync with nature, who was off by themselves. Yeah, and they became like depressed. And they were, like, starting rocking back and forth. And the ones that were just hanging around picking bugs off each other, they were so happy. They were thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Was like a, the, 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 the one chimp ended up looking like Larry King later. Yeah. They all, they all, actually, they all did. <laughs> you they know, all it, did. It's funny, though, you, the, the, the story it's, uh, about standing in line, somebody yeah. cutting in. Yeah. I mean, like, Casey is probably one of the most accepting non-judgmental or if he's being judgmental acknowledges that he's being judgmental and then tries mm-hmm. to correct his way Gregarious. Uh, people that i've ever met uh-huh. and yet i hear a story from time to time about how you want to kill someone <laughs> yeah figuratively yeah uh and, and I, I try to um I, I don't like feeling like that i know yeah no i know and and i'm the same as you casey like i you always you always can see well that guy's acting that way for a reason right like right uh, yeah like, so yeah I, I mean, for instance sorry to cut you off here like yeah, uh, uh somebody was like uh oh you know this world is going to the crap and he, he says uh you know my, my uh, friend was in seattle and they were at a stoplight and they saw this person just take you know stop in the middle of the street and take a dump right and uh and you know one ago yes this world's turning to crap but i go that poor guy like could you yeah. imagine that like that was your. That was your only choice was to like drop trout right there in the middle of the street. Like I went into that guy's head, going, "This yeah, what would cause maybe, this poor person to take a dump in the middle of the street?" That guy had that moment in his Google calendar for like a month. <laughs> yes, you but, never. But you, you're right though about the overall judging, you know, prejudging and not thinking in context. And I've, mm-hmm. I was telling Preston about you know over the past. You know, years. So get out of your own head. 
Yeah. Stop holding things to the parameters that you you know that you judge yourself on, and 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 you know, try to be that that kind with other people and say maybe this was a horrible day for this person, and you give them the benefit of the doubt. Now. I think your airport scenario does, <laughs> yeah. does yeah. warrant murder. Yeah. yeah, you can only do so much. I mean, yeah. we're human beings. And look, it's 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 kind of a selfish theme of the book because it's really to make mm-hmm. your life better. It's not really like to make everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's you learn from these lessons. Like if you see a guy, you know, jump off a trampoline into a ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That guy's a moron, but you should thank him yes. because now you know not to do that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, Tom, you know, when you're describing these things, occasionally I, I think uh, are are people in the northeast part of this country worse when it comes to being short or or, or, or judging or whatever? And then I, I then I tend to think, well, like people are kind of people everywhere, right? But you travel a lot. You, your job takes you to a lot of different places. What's your perspective on on cities that have healthier perspectives on interacting with humanity and cities like New York or Philly where it might be a little uh, touchier? Yeah, it def- it's definitely touchier. I think it's I think it's density is a big part of it. I think we're just so on top of each other. Like New York is, I mean, New Jersey is the most dense state that you have. I think that that pushes everybody to the brink a little bit. I was just saying, I was just touring. Uh, I was in Atlanta. I'm down south, and I know they're full of it, but they're yes, ma'am, yes, I yes, know. ma'am. They present Welcome, sir. It. Thank yeah. you. Honey. You have a you have a blessed day. You yeah. have a blessed day. Holding the door open for you, and <laughs> I know it's it can't be real, but it makes you feel a lot better than yo. What I, I had a friend that I had a friend uh, that said she she got she was someplace, and she's like, oh, all these people in the Midwest are so nice. I got to get back to New York, and she got to Newark Airport. And walked up to the Starbucks, and the barista just looked at her and went, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome I'm home. I think there's is there a case to be made with happiness and being pleasant that you if you employ the fake it till you make it, like like in other words, keep at it and and you will do it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, it's a goal worth convincing yourself that you yes. are. A hundred percent. I look. I know some people really struggle, and you can't turn it around so easy. There's definitely a genetic thing at play. Yes. Yes. Uh, so some people are wrestling a, a much bigger bear inside their head. Yeah, you don't want to be but dismissive. For, yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, you can completely change your attitude. I, I I think you, like you said, it's a practice. You have to you have to work at it. I would think also, I agree with you about, you know, faking, you know, at least being, hey, sweet, and that might be a little bit of a of a performative thing as far as the density of the population. But in a rural population, if you live, you know, uh, 200 miles from the closest person and you're, you're mm-hmm. in your house and someone comes to your front door, you're going to shoot them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there's people- no good. Right? <laughs> yeah, who's knocking? <laughs> we haven't had a knock since 1979. <laughs> yeah, it's uh but I really think it's like I said it's kind of like a, a selfish thing. It's I just started to realize, you know, I can I I everyone's figured all this out. Like yeah. everything, everything. Like even like the cocktail hour at five o'clock, and I know it's like a cliche, and people make goofy T-shirts. It's five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is a time-honored tradition that has been figured out. There, that people before us 
started getting hammered at noon, and they're like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> and then they got started. They, then they held off until like 8, and they're all cranky and hitting their kids at dinner. Yeah. And they're like, no, 5 o'clock. This is exactly when it's going to work. And we should follow that. We should follow that lead. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. I love that, I, I love that thinking, yeah. yeah. Because it's true, and, it's, and sometimes narcissism makes... You think, well, I'm clearly the first person to encounter this scenario, and it's like, no, <laughs> the odds are yeah. against that. No, a hundred percent. Like, it's we're all living from the same brochure. As much as like you want to feel like you're special, and you are, uh, you know, I have I have a daughter's graduating high school next week, and my other daughter's already in college, and so next year we're going to be without kids in the house for the first time in twenty years, and. I'm I'm uh, walking around thinking, well, you know, about this experience. And then you talk to somebody who just went through that. Yeah. And they give you exactly how you're going to feel. <laughs> they tell you exactly you're going to miss them so much. You're going to cry. And then you're going to light a joint in your living room and be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, are you guys going to do a graduation party? Yeah, we're doing because um, we're back in L.A. and all our families in uh, Jersey and New York, we have a bunch of people coming out, some nieces and nephews and stuff. So they're all going to be staying in my house for like five days. It's going to be a it's going to be a whole thing. Do you handle um? Do you handle um the, the full lack house? Of yeah, the full house yeah. with any yeah, sort of skill, for, or is it hard? Yeah, for a short time, for like a couple of days, it's going to be a lot of fun. But my parents um, are coming for like two weeks. And that's not good. <laughs> but my father just picks the date. He, this is what he does. He picks the date. That's graduation. Then he goes before and after it until it's cheap enough. And then he buys the ticket. That's how he does it. Okay. Yeah. And he doesn't ask. He just shows up. Oh. And we're like, what's, wait, wait, it's, he's literally getting there today. Wow. And, and I'm on the road. I'm in Chicago, <laughs> and I'm going back to New York. And my mother's like, they're coming tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Have fun. That was a cheap flight. <laughs> and guess what? They're not paying for dinner. <laughs> I remember, Preston had a good story about when you were going out to visit your your. Daddy, you picked a time, Preston. Oh, yeah. And you brought it up to him. And, and oh, I was going to surprise yeah. him. I'm like, yeah, we're, we'll take the whole family out there. We haven't been there in a couple of years. It's going to be great. He'll love it. And I was like, Dad, so, you know, I, I call him up. I'm about present this as if it's a gift yeah. to him that we're going to bring the family. Come to you're, you're about to get some good news, Dad. About ready to purchase the, the, the plane tickets and everything. And I goes, yeah, we'd like to take the family out there, be there for Thanksgiving. And, you know, what do you think about that? And he just pauses for a second and goes, I think it'd be a bit much. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Okay. I was committed to doing this. <laughs> I, was, I was a little relieved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's like, great. Yeah, have to do all that. That's the thing. I always carry a lot of guilt with me that, like, I'm not doing enough for my parents, and it's like, you know, you you want to have fun, and I do love them to death, but you know, they also get annoying, and. Mm -hmm. I always feel guilty, but I always forget that they are not that happy with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. My father dropped a, uh, he was, during his last trip, he dropped a cookie in front of me and stepped on it by mistake. <laughs> oh, no. And he peeled it off his shoe and ate it right in front of me. Oh, oh. And I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? And he looked at me like a toddler who knows he's in trouble but doesn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, what? I'm like, you don't eat shoe cookies. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, no. Three-second rule. It's okay. First he's got... 
<laughs> what do you mean three second rule? That's not it's that's not how it works. If you drop a toilet, if you drop a cookie in the toilet, yeah. you don't you don't get to eat it if you're quick about yes. it. <laughs> a it's five seconds and B, there's no mention of shoes. Yeah. 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 Scraping <laughs> it off your shoe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But I know for, I know that that night. He probably got into bed and was complaining to my mother, like, Mr. Big Shot over there doesn't eat shoe cookies. <laughs> Who's this guy think he is? We got, let's get out of here. You know what I never understood was the uh, the bottle opener that's at the bottom of flip-flops? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, I don't know why. You're, it's gnarly. It is completely and totally gnarly. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Hey. But... Uh, I, I wanted to ask Tom about uh, going back to your your family. Um, do they read your books that you put out, your mom and dad? Um, yeah, I actually dedicated this one to them. Aww. It's actually That's yeah, awesome. which is good because I I uh, there's a couple essays where I let him have it. So I figured, <laughs> you need to read this. Yeah, so I figure if I dedicated it to them, it would make it seem nicer. Ever ever any blowback of uh, family material that's uh, put into a book? Uh, my wife is, gave me on the last special, my wife gave me a hard time about a couple things, which weren't even really big things, mm. but I think that now that, you know, she's a little older and, you know, going through all these changes, she's maybe feeling more, more vulnerable. Uh-huh. So like, what well, you know, and I would make jokes about her boobs when she was <laughs> 30 and she was, you know. She was, those just bounced off because he's like, yeah, you can make fun of these, but we both know these are the champs. (laughs) (laughs) And now she's like, why are you making fun of my boob? (laughs) The thing you begin to learn is, is that uh, it doesn't matter how you think it sounds or what your intent was. It's how it lands. And that's all that matters. 100%. Yeah. Which is hard when you're doing comedy because the whole audience, it lands and they're laughing and rolling in the aisles. And then there's one person who's shaking their head, but you live with them. Right. <laughs> it's your own wife. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, is are these laughs worth right. yeah. having an uncomfortable breakfast? Right. They <laughs> <laughs> pay for the breakfast sometimes, too. You know? yeah. yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But, but ultimately, I'll try my best to... Kind of curb it. But a couple got into the special that she wasn't a fan of. <laughs> I wanted to ask you quickly about the designs of the books and how proactive are you with the, the look and the cover photo and all that stuff. Look how sexy this cover I, is. Because I was just saying, cool. it looks yeah. pretty cool. You're, you're arched back and it has a sort of a glittery, all that jazz mm-hmm. uh, vibe all there. together, so make some room. Yeah, I'm very involved. I, they have designers and they kind of send it. And, yeah. And, and I... Uh, just get into the conversation of what color would be cool or how the layout looks. And I kind of, I, I haven't, don't have a real skill. I know when it's right. Yeah. But I don't know how to make it right. No, it's, <laughs> and it, congratulations, man. It's, it's cool. And it's obviously, you're, you're obviously passionate about this and moved to, you know, put pen to paper and uh, express your feelings. Yeah, man, it's fun. And it, it's a really, you know, it's funny. I, I, it's it's when you do stand up, you you know that night after you write it whether or not it's funny. And this is like you have to wait a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but people are coming back and saying that uh, that it's good. So I'm I'm definitely relieved. I'll send you guys a couple copies. Oh, oh nice! Love that, I love that. Uh, Tom. Yeah. You and uh, Fortune Feimster do a uh, um, a radio show, and uh, I'm curious if you've been watching Fubar at all uh, with Fortune. Have you checked? Uh, yes, I did. I've watched a couple of them. They're uh, she's great. 
she's uh she's very funny, of course, in everything. Um, but it's long; they're like an hour a piece, right? So I I I never have time to watch like half hour shows. So I got through a, a couple of them, and uh, you know, it's very it's very Schwarzenegger, right? Very much so. <laughs> yeah. It's very like simple. Just we're we're not going to make this. We're not trying to win awards for stuff. Sorry, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and you, you're and, the one with the language latitude on your format. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. What, uh, what, are you watching it? Uh, I bought. Yeah, my wife and I have been watching it. I think we watched like four of the episodes, and it's fun. It's it's Arnold. You know, that's that's what we're in yeah. it for. And has uh, how are is her relationship with uh, with Arnold? Is it, are they pretty tight? Yeah, that's been really hard to take. Oh, is really? That, uh, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's friends with Arnold now. Yeah, and and I, you know, she didn't grow up with Arnold like I did. You know, I was watching Pumping Iron and stuff, and he was my guy. She was just like kind of knew him on the periphery. She's younger, and was like, yeah, I guess I'll do a thing with him. That and sucks. now she's t- yeah, now she's tight with him. Yeah, and and I can't get close. You had your dibs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I should have been in that, for I, crying out loud. I started watching uh, the Netflix, the documentary series about yeah. Schwarzenegger last night. It's pretty wild. Uh, and Is it's, it? Yeah, because you have, you know, current Arnold. Uh, but, I mean, his dad, for all intents and purposes, you know, Ex, well, Nazi, you know, and I mean, yeah, and it goes back to the to the village and the whole thing, and it's uh, it is an introspective Schwarzenegger, you know, wow. and it's uh, it's pretty wild. I thought, okay, th- I'll this will I'll, I'll check it out for a few minutes, and I, I was hooked. Wow, it, it yeah, I always really... remember when he he was in a competition and didn't go home for his father's funeral. Yeah, and, that, and that's in Pumping Iron, and 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 everyone quite oh, this this sadistic bastard wouldn't even attend. His father was, from all indications, not Great. a good dude. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I heard he ate a lot of shoe cookies. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do it. Well, you find out in that first episode <laughs> is that he came back from the war, and, and not only he, but uh, but basically everybody in the town that came back, they were just beating the hell out of their kids. Yes, because yeah. they, wow. they, they lost, they had all this stuff, pent up stuff they had lost. Mm-hmm. They felt they didn't know where they stood, and so right. they took it out on the family. He does, though. Through, through, constantly mentions his his best friend Fortune Feimster. Who? <laughs> well, now I'm definitely not watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, They're like pals. He like went to his house and got to play with his baby horse. Oh, yeah. oh man, he keeps it in the house, right? Yeah, it just runs all over like a cat. That's crazy. And he smokes cigars constantly. Yeah, right. yeah, it's a big thing. Which, yeah, I know. It's he loves cigars. He's like all Mister Fitness, but he smokes cigars. So I guess we should too, right? Yes, yes. 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 If right? you want to look like that, you got to smoke cigars. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and growth hormone doesn't yeah. hurt either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Are uh, you taking testosterone? I want to take testosterone. I I took it a while ago. A doctor's recommendations because I was you know felt lethargic. He he gave it to me, and then there was this big class action thing after it. I don't know if you remember. It was oh, all no. the rage. You'd see commercials for it, all the pharmaceutical companies. And then this class action suit uh, came out. And it turns out that um, it's bad to put additional hormones like that in your body. And it was it was actually leading to, they said it could exacerbate prostate cancer. Lo and behold, no. I got prostate cancer. Now, listen, I'm glad to be you know past it and good. But wow. uh, there was a connection, a correlation. Mm. I don't have conclusive data, but... 
That's what happened to me. Oh, jeez, yeah. no way. Yeah. All right. Steve I got his I'll prostate removed. <laughs> yeah. And no longer has seminal fluid. So I liked it so much, I had my semen oh. machine removed. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, now it's just, it's really just popcorn that comes out. <laughs> Everyone loves popcorn. They do. Yes. It's, it's not a hard sell. Steve is a hit at parties. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now you don't have to go down to the kitchen to eat. Well. So I was looking at your tour schedule. It looks like you're going to be coming to Delaware sometime soon in the in the summer. Anywhere else closer to Philly? Yes, summer. Um, yeah, I think we're we have two shows at the Keswick. Oh, there. I think in the towards the end of next of this year. Okay, terrific. Yeah, we got two shows there, and um, and then if you go up to Jersey, I'm doing NJ Pack in Newark, which is the biggest venue I've ever done. It's like two thousand seats. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm really psyched for that one too. There's a yeah, the summer's going to be Delaware, and then I'm um, just doing like a handful. I'm going up to Canada, like you said, to yeah. take care of the fires. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then smoke uh, eater. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll really ramp up in the fall. Now, when you fight fires like that, you traditionally like to parachute into the scene, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I don't. Some guys like to go by truck, but I like to come from the sky. It gives you perspective. You're, yeah. a, you're a smoke jumper. You can see the hot spots. Yeah. 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 Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I had a uh, Uber driver yesterday who's like, you know, they could they could put these. They have these uh, planes where you scoop up water, and they could totally p- just get some water, go up there, and drop it, and they could put these fires out like today. Mm. I was like, oh, why do you think they're not doing that? Like whenever someone gives me those like yeah. kind of conspiracy things, yeah. I always I always play dumb and like ask questions. Yeah, I'm like, wow, really? Oh, I wonder why they're not doing that. He's like, well, you know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a good argument. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whenever that so, 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 that about scooping water comes up, that that urban legend about the, scoop, the diver, the diver being yeah. scooped up, because you know they, they right. basically fly offshore or wherever it is, a lake or whatever, and scoop the water up, and yeah. that's that you hear that one all the time that a diver was yeah. caught up in one of the scoops. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> you, know. you know. I'm like, well, don't they probably. Where are they going to get all the water? He said, have you ever heard of a thing called the ocean? <laughs> he and said, I was like, have you? Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, have you ever heard of not getting tipped? <laughs> 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 it's uh, happening right now. Well done. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Tom, we'll uh, we'll put the word out. Uh, we'll continue to put the word out that the new book is available now. We're uh, all in this together. So make some room. Did you do an audio version? Because I'm an audio book guy. Yes, there's okay. an audio version as well. All right. Um it's my uh it's uh it's uh Fortune Feimster and Arnold Schwarzenegger do it. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't uh my agent said they were thinking about me but want to go in a different direction. My favorite thing to do is to make sourdough bread. <laughs> oh my god. All in this together. I will have some room. I'm going to order this today. Uh, oh my god. Uh it's available wherever books are sold and then we'll, we'll keep an eye out for those Keswick dates and uh, and get you on before then. All right, Tom. Awesome. You guys are the best. Sincerely. Uh, appreciate it. All right, man. love All right. you too. Love you, Papa. Yeah. Take care. Telling you, he's my favorite comedian. I just love that guy. 
Uh, so let us take a quick break and come back in a moment, and we'll get to the uh, befile. Yes. Uh, and still have some great stories to share with you. And just a reminder, Woodbury uh, Junior and Senior High School, you guys are the last school that gets to vote for the coolest teacher. And as I said earlier, the mutiny is still on. We're going strong for this evening. We'll see you there. Excellent. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach, celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet and their Made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fundraising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor Tam and Inc. because everybody has the right to access information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text BIKE to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Polite's Florist. June is Rose Month, Ooh. and Polite's is offering a dozen roses in the vase for just $59.95. It's $20 off of their regular mm. price. So call 800-215-2929, or you can go to politesflorist.com. To order. Uh, dozens of rats living in squalor were rescued from a stalled van and moved safely Tuesday to the San Diego Humane Society. We're putting you fellas up with the Hyatt. A total of 78 rats were found in the van's dashboard and seats, as well as in dirty terrariums inside of the vehicle in Escondido. And the ice machine wasn't working. So at what point do we go from... Let's exterminate them to let's save Relocate them. them. Yeah. By the way, don't rats routinely live in squalor? Right? Yeah, yeah, right? Aren't so they kind of known as it's not, well, this is a great neighborhood. must have a lot of rats. I found this kind of interesting because normally it's uh, you call an exterminator, right. you know, when you've got right. a rat issue. But uh, Escondido police contacted Humane Law Enforcement after officers towed the van uh, overnight to the organization's campus. Police had been alerted to the vehicle with expired registration plates in a hotel parking lot. They noticed animals living inside the van. Humane officers and animal care staff wore protective gear to rescue 23 adult rats and seven babies on the first day. Say my baby. Uh, the other rats were hiding in the dashboard, seatings, uh, seating and lining of the vehicle, wow. and had to be captured with food traps over several days in order to be rescued. I mean, they went to great effort to, to, to save, save these the rats. rats. Uh, staff will continue to monitor the traps daily as they believe additional rats may be hiding in the van. Authorities have been in contact with the owner of the rats. Oh, someone owns them. They're pets. Oh. And a van. There we go. Humane officers will not be recommending any charges against the owner because she agreed to surrender all animals to the organization. So they'll probably send the rats to a farm upstate where they can run around with other rats? Free, out yeah. in the fields, and you know, play, play with other rats. <laughs> Dig. <laughs> After taking a bullet to the abdomen, a, shooting's, a shooting victim's decision to give the suspect his gun back what? somehow did not backfire over the weekend. Uh, it all went down in Miami-Dade Police, and it happened on Sunday at the Heat Food Market. Uh, Cedric Acra 
was packing heat that night in the store's parking lot when he got into an argument with the victim over Acra's mother, quote, not having keys to her own apartment. Yeah, I'd shoot someone over that. Uh, the report states the argument escalated to the point where Acra told the man, I'll kill you, <laughs> and pointed the pistol at his head. It's not clear how the two knew each other. Uh, police said the victim grabbed the gun, which went off amid the struggle, striking the victim in the wrist and abdomen. The victim... <laughs> Was able to take the gun from Acra, but then, for some reason, gave it back to him. I can't take this in good conscience. Uh, Acra then told the man, I should finish you off. Uh, but luckily for the victim, he took off on his scooter instead of following through. <laughs> He's throwing around town on his scooter with his uh, his gat. Yeah, uh, police responded to the convenience store and uh, conveniently for detectives, Acra came back a short time later on his scooter while officers were at the scene investigating. Gosh, I felt awful bad about shooting in your abdomen. Uh, he was charged with second-degree attempted murder. Mm. An off-duty Florida cop was arrested for allegedly teaming up with a pregnant woman to beat the guy who had been dating both of them at the same time. Man. Officer Anna Elisa Perez and Mila Zuloga uh, both faced battery charges after they confronted the boyfriend they unknowingly shared at a restaurant on Friday. The man, who has yet to be identified, was cornered by the two women inside a Miller's Ale House as they yelled at him about the the infidelity, with the tense scene escalating with Perez and Zulaga beating him. <gasps> Potato skins are our thing! Police said both women struck the man multiple times in the face and torso, leaving him with bruises and an injured lower lip. It remains unclear if the women agreed beforehand to confront their boyfriend or if they stumbled upon him with the other by chance inside of the restaurant. It'd be kind of cool if they agreed to attack him. I, I think it probably was. Yeah. Somehow or another they found out. And what are the odds? Uh, police noted that while Perez was dating the man, he had shared a home with Zuloga, who is seven months pregnant, by Jeez. the way. Uh, the police director, Alfredo Ramirez, said that the department is working with the state's attorney office to investigate the incident regarding the officer who has since been placed on leave with pay pending the review of the case. It's possible they just randomly showed up because it was popcorn shrimp night. Oh, yeah. And who doesn't love that? All right, listen to this idiot. A robbery suspect was caught on surveillance video wearing a cardboard box over his head <laughs> while allegedly stealing phones from a Florida store, but he briefly took it off. <laughs> And the security camera saw him. He lifts up the box to count the money. Uh, the owner of iRepair Tech uh, shared footage of the bizarre break-in carried out around 4 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, the footage shows the unidentified man smashing glass displays and swiping phones while sporting a box in an apparent attempt to conceal his face. But briefly removed the box from his head at one point as he rummages through the store's merchandise. Uh, the store's owner, Jeremiah Berganza, uh, said the man stole 19 iPhones and $8,000 in cash. Watch this footage. He's up he's playing in the uh, studio here. <laughs> he said he saw the, the man's face, and he began to look around the plaza uh, and where his cell phone repair business is located and asked others to let him know if they saw the suspect. Eventually, the thief was found in the same plaza drinking with buddies at a nearby liquor store. Oh, my God, what an idiot. Leading to his arrest. <laughs> so, yeah, his box falls off. His pants are falling down. Mm. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, a The 13-year-old girl from Henan, China, had, or a 13-year-old girl, I should say, reportedly spent around $63,000 in the span of four months on uh, cell phone games. 
Oh, she wow. used her mother's debit wow. card to buy mobile games for both herself and her classmates, making sure to delete every transaction record so her mother would not find out. So she there was this wasn't a, like an accident. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, the unnamed teenager's mother claimed that she found out about the purchases after being informed by one of the girl's teachers. The teacher reportedly told the mother that the girl was spending a lot of time on her phone while at school. Uh, the teenager's mother was al- alerted too late. When she finally checked her bank balance, there was only about seven cents left in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> An interview of the girl and her family has gone viral on Chinese social media. In the video, the girl's mother shows uh, the purported bank statements that include every purchase her daughter made. Wow. All right, and that is it for the Bizarre File for you right now. We're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we'll test your knowledge of today's program. The lesson question is what we have up next. We'll get trash and music news on top of that, too, so hang out. Back in a moment. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we will give away as a lesson question prize $50 Rita's Italian Ice Gift Card. Nick, I'm going off the board. All right. Uh, Nick sends me over uh, questions for the show, but I'm, I'm going to go with a different one. You go crazy, man. Yeah. In Greek, what does Philadelphia mean? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, right. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. In Greek, what does uh, Philadelphia mean? 215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it on the show earlier this morning because there is no truth to it whatsoever. <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer. And we'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. While we wait that call, let's get some stories. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, reports coming out that filming on the fourth season of Emily in Paris has officially been delayed. Apparently, Emily is still in Camden. Oh. Yeah, Giselle Bündchen made headlines for becoming very emotional while on stage at a business summit in Sao Paulo, Brazil on Monday. The 42-year-old supermodel says she began thinking about leaving her family when she was a young girl to start her career, and she also sat on her salad fork. Oh, oh my God. And finally, Arnold Schwarzenegger revealing in a new documentary about his life that his father, who was a Nazi soldier, 
was brutal and abusive. Arnold says there are many nights he would lay in bed dreaming of having a father who was a kind and loving Nazi. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get an answer to today's lesson question in Greek. What does Philadelphia mean? 215-263-WMMR. And uh, do you remember what it was exactly? I know, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I kind of remember what it was. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to uh, Nick, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Sucking on, on a chili dog. dog. All right, Nick, what does uh, Philadelphia mean in Greek? A uh, bird of flight. Bird of flight. No. no, that is incorrect. No. All right, we'll go next to uh, Dina. See if Dina knows. Hi, Dina. Hi. Hi. In Greek, what does Philadelphia mean? Brotherly love? No. Uh, no. It's, it's the no. meaning we had earlier. Yeah, that's what we need to know. All right, let me go next to uh, Logan. See if he knows. Hey, Logan. <laughs> I have three testicles. <laughs> Not bad. A little giggle in yeah. there too. All right, what is uh, what does Philadelphia mean in Greek? A whale's vagina. Oh, you're so close, San Diego. All right, let's at San Diego. All right, we'll go to Steve next. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so what is it? What does uh, Philadelphia mean in Greek, please? It is obviously city of birds. City of birds. <laughs> yes. Not birds of flight. Nope. City of Birds. Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve, right. Steve, 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 right. Steve, 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 we're gonna, Steve. We're gonna, thank you. We're gonna get you a $50 Rita's Italian gift card, ice gift card, and you can head to Rita's for five-layer gelati, back for a limited time only. Do it! Enjoy your favorite ice cream flavors with an extra layer of creamy custard to build your own masterpiece. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear. Man, I wish we had that China scream to go in there. Uh, In Piles Grove, New Jersey, they have the brands that Dad wants. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Like Carhartt, Under Armour, and more online at zanewestern.com. That's what's the dealio. (laughs) I miss China. All right, uh, Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard revealed that fans might be getting the band's new album sooner rather than later. Gossard said, we're getting close to the finish line. And he couldn't help but sing the praises of the band's current producer, Andrew Watt. Watt, who has produced Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder uh, and uh, was recently behind the boards for sessions for both Rolling Stones what? and Paul McCartney and is best known for producing Ozzy Osbourne as well as Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, One Republic, Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, Blink-182, Zach Brown Band, and Maroon 5, among others. Uh, he's also the guitarist for Eddie's solo band, The Earthlings. Stone uh, went on about the positive vibes that Andrew Watt has brought to the latest Pearl Jam session, saying uh, he's the most hardcore Pearl Jam fan you'll ever meet. He can play all of our songs and all of Soundgarden songs back at us better than we can play them. Ozzy was very complimentary of him. You know, I mean, if, if, if I could, uh, 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 I mean, I don't have, yeah, what, what, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying, trying to, I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, the guy's six, wow, I don't forget. It's pretty much the same thing yeah. Stone is saying. <laughs> 
Uh, he said it's been such a joy to make a record with him. He's energizing us. Uh, whether Watts' style is more in line with Pearl Jam's classic 90s recordings, Gossard, uh, Gossard said, uh, you'll have to be the judge of that. Yeah. Uh, the energy he's looking for, uh, he's a fan club member. He's seen the band 50 times, but he's also a top-flight pop producer. I didn't know him uh, until last year, until he joined Eddie's solo band. And then I went up and saw him with Pierre at the Beacon Theater. He is incredible. He's so much fun on stage. He's a, he's a great musician. You know, and the fact that he's played with all these other artists, including Ozzy, mm-hmm. is really impressive. Um, and, the, and now that he's, like, I don't know, producing the record? Like, the last record was fine, the Gigaton one, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with next. I think you heard what Ozzy said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Also, um, hopefully, um, we're going to chat with Mike McCready in the next couple of weeks because he's got uh, Crohn's disease, and Preston, your daughter, has Crohn's. Yep. And Mike does a lot of work for the CCF in the country, so we're going to try to get him on the show uh, before your walk, which is, what, the 26th? Um, It is a 20-something. Hang on here. I've got the official date. Yeah, it's the 25th. 25th, And that will be at Lincoln Financial Field as the Take Steps Walk. Join my uh, crew. We're called the Shark Breakers. There we go. And you can go to WMMR.com for that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him uh, in the very near future. Slipknot has announced that they are parting ways with Craig Jones. Uh, the band released a statement saying to our fans, Slipknot is announcing that we have parted ways with Craig Jones. We wish Jones all the best in the future. Uh, the band later deleted the statement. That sounds like somebody getting fired, You folks. are fired! Uh, Jones joined the band's lineup in early 1996, shortly after the group had finished recording of their demo album, Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat. And we see we see emails like that yeah. at work when it's... Uh, no you know, longer with us. No longer with us, and uh, we wish them all the best. Don is not here. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, however, there are other ones that are, we thank them for all the years yeah, of yeah, service. Yeah. We couldn't have done this event or that event, and <laughs> we were going to miss their personality <laughs> and style. Sad to see them go. Yeah. That's Concerning a, Don. You ever take a dump? Same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, it's always their last day is in two weeks, or yeah. and then you get the long email, or their last day was yesterday. yesterday. Yep. <laughs> End of email. Mm-hmm. They were they were chased out of the building within the last half hour. <laughs> Guns N' Roses were film rehearsing the long unreleased Chinese democracy era outtake called Perhaps during their June fifth sound check at Tel Aviv Israel uh, Israel's Park uh, Hayarkan. It's very uh, Josh Grobany, they say. Person. Oh, yeah. I was not aware of that. UltimateGuitar.com <laughs> uh, reported that although the song has been available for years on underground releases, perhaps has never been officially released. Mm, so they've been working I on that. don't care. And then some, a couple of live music things to mention. Uh, we made a concert announcement earlier this morning and the fact that Nickelback is coming to town. Uh, they're going to be playing Tuesday, August 29th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It's called the Get Rollin' Tour. They'll be with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets will go on sale Tuesday, 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And you can listen to Ray Coob, who's in for Brent Porsche this week to win tickets. And also Brent's show next week. For so more, you get back tickets. More chances uh, yes. to win. You nip it back tickets. Yeah. Yeah. You win. You can text uh, concerts to 39333. We will send you a link uh, to the MMR concert calendar. Where you can find all the details and how to get your Nickelback tickets. We also have front row Nickelback tickets to give away this morning. Too. Oh, I'll take them. No so we have. I tell you what, we'll do. We, we will take. So if anybody knows me, call in. You get your Nickelback tickets. <laughs> and you and win. You win. You win. You win. Kathy. Oh no. I can't. Casey. 
called her a whore. You called her a whore? You Shut up, you effing whore. I was about to get yelled at, yeah. and you said that, you got in trouble. And that's the thing. I was trying to take the heat off of you. I am such a good friend. I took the heat off you. I was like, oh, wow, she's about to get in trouble. One of my favorite pieces of, of footage is, is your, that was her, one of our drunk days years ago. Yep. And, uh, and so uh, Casey would call you, no, I, because you're a bitch. And you don't even see, you just see a hand, Kathy's hand slap him across the face. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, you guys were so oh lit that day. Oh, I mean, God. just Beyond. blind hammered drunk. I, uh, physically, it just is. It's, oh God, it's gonna kill you. Could I you mean, I think, I think you went out on a gurney, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play the beginning of that clip again? Because she says yeah. something at the beginning that makes me laugh really hard. Okay, here we go. We also have front row Nickelback tickets to give away this morning too. Oh, I'll take them. No biggie. So we have. I tell you what. <laughs> no I'll take them. No biggie. We'll do. We, we will take. <laughs> I'll take them. No biggie. You know what? Part of the part of the reason we stopped we stopped doing that was because we would get so drunk yeah. that it would ruin days. Days. Yeah. days. I, if you drink that hard that early, and we're not spring chickens anymore, yeah. uh-uh. that it's just it it's too much. I'm like, I don't want to ruin a whole I mean, weekend. And then doing some. That. You you guys weren't. You weren't good until, like, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. I was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, around 4th of July, and the one yeah. time it, uh, right. it, it was my 30th birthday, something. Yeah, I think it was my 30th. Oh, my God. And we had gone out to dinner that night. <laughs> I had gotten drunk twice, and I think it was the one where I tried to kill you with, with uh, ice, ice cream. cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Tried to drown him in ice cream. <laughs> Candy pool full of ice oh cream. God. So I not only did that, but then I got hosed off by my 80-year-old neighbor <laughs> at, in wearing a jock strap, and then I went home. I napped all day, <laughs> and then I got up, and I did it all over again. Wow. I wasn't ever able to rebound. It was it, there were it was like okay the full day yeah. that I was hungover, and then as we got older, it was like the entire weekend. Like I can't I can't do this anymore. I like I, I have to function. But also you go if you know me, call in. So if you anybody know me. knows me, call in. You get your nipple back to And you win. And you win. You win. You win. Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> And then I threw him out of the studio. Because we didn't have a delay. No. We didn't, no. We didn't have a dumb button. Oh, we were Casey in... dropped a full-on big F-bomb. <laughs> we, we, we were in a... And that's in the smaller studio. Oh, so we that's right. Had, yeah, so we, we had oh very little control. Yeah. One of the questions I get most often, I don't know about you guys, but is why don't you do drunk days anymore? And and we just explained why. Yeah, it, yeah. It, uh-huh. it took such a toll. Yeah. And also, like... Our kids are growing up, you know, yeah, like, and yeah. it became embarrassing not just for us, but for the people in our lives. And it just, it really beat the crap out of you afterwards. <gasps> I tried to get Pierre to do it. He That's didn't, right. He didn't want to do it. it yeah, and he would have been wonderful at it. Yeah. It, would have been, it would have been a blast, but I understand why. Yeah, well, that, long... that particular one yep, was I one of the best. Yeah. He had a full-on I... wrestling match with Preston and Jackson <laughs> in here. Right? <laughs> that was fun. It was. Then we, yeah, then we started to recruit other people. Yeah. Because yeah. you couldn't, yeah. you, I mean, yeah. it was... Near lethal. I couldn't do it. I mean, no. uh, Kyle Eckel and uh, Lauren Harris did it one year. Intern Julie did it with yeah. me one year. And oh, one of the best is we had. Yeah. Um, Dane Cook told her to shut up. Tina, yeah. shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. So, nippleback tickets, uh-huh. uh, text concerts to 39333. We'll get you the details. All right. And then one last thing I want to mention, uh, our good friend uh, Kyle Mack. Hey. 
Uh, his band, the FM band, have a gig tonight. They're playing Adelphi. I told you, anytime Kyle's got a gig, I want to mention that. Yeah, he's amazing super talented. Vocals. Yeah, he's um, a great singer. He's very insightful. He asked me uh, earlier why uh, d- uh, animals don't have to wipe their butts after they go poop. Okay, <laughs> he, he's, he's he has questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's playing with uh, the band, FM band, of playing Adelphia in Deptford tonight, uh, 9 to like 11.30. Is that time. why he was breathing heavy over you earlier? Yeah. yeah. He'd also never heard of uh, John Holmes before either. Yeah. John the Watt Holmes? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We had Kathy to, we had, had to bring him up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was chatting about him and he heard. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know the Watt? <laughs> Johnny Watt, man. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to wrap up the program, and we'll get you that much closer to winning our Word of the Week prizes. We give it away tomorrow. We'll be back in just a moment. Saturday from 9 to 1, Jackie Bam Bam and Sarah rock the Tacos and Tailpipes car meetup at Menard Premium Detailing in Warminster, benefiting a local cancer survivor and former firefighter who lost his home in a fire. Enjoy over 1,500 cars, four bands, prizes for the kids, and clear rum canned cocktails for the adults. Follow Menard Premium Detail or Tacos and Tailpipes on Instagram for details. Loveliest little chord at the end of that song, Zephyr song from Red Hot Chili Peppers on 93.3 WMMR. They just announced a show at Hershey Park. Uh, Marissa was reminding me of that. And they're going to be playing uh, September 27th. And tickets for that show will be on sale tomorrow. So they'll be at Hershey Park Stadium September 27th if you want to get those tickets. Tons of shows. Now, if you don't want to see them there, you can go see at Brooklyn Bowl in Philadelphia a band called Red Knot Chili Peppers <laughs> <laughs> that Nick was just telling me about. And they're a, uh, they're a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band. My brother's going to go see them. They're playing some bar in, in Virginia in, I think, in two weekends. And uh, and he thought he got an alert for the Red Hot Chili Peppers because he's a big fan. And it turns out it was the Knot Chili Peppers. Red Knot Chili yeah, Peppers. Yeah, but Steve, I watched some other videos on YouTube yesterday they're really good yeah they're very faithful to the and it's you know like all tribute bands they kind of look a little like the chili peppers mm. uh and there's a guy that dresses like chad smith and a guy that dresses like uh, flea and so yeah the red red not chili peppers <laughs> at brooklyn bowl why not i was about to say i've never seen a tribute band before but that was your first concert the first concert i ever went to was beatlemania yes oh, right, it's yeah. kind of yeah. a tri- you know it was a beatles tribute band but uh since that time and i was only in like fifth grade um, I've never actually been to a tribute band concert, and I bet you there's some really, really good ones. I mean, I've seen videos of them, and there's some, there are some really good ones. The Leadbetters are a great uh, Pearl Jam tribute band, and they've done actually two or three MMR events. There was one at uh, um, an outdoor festival that I went to a year or two ago, and then they did the Pearl Jam night at the Flyers this year, and they're really good. You know, yeah. it's like it's it, it's a little weird to see a tribute band when that. Other band when the real band still exists and is right. actively touring, yeah. Uh, but it's a a cheap way to go and and have fun and see the band that you love their music being played. Well, they're, live. Yeah, they're like there are ones that really try to recreate the look and feel of exactly. the band, like the Beatlemania stuff, and then there are ones who just simply uh, cover, you know. And, and so a perfect example of that is uh, the Fab Fo, right? Right, which are phenomenal. You know what? So I've seen them. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> but they're not trying to pretend to be the band. What they are trying to do though is reproduce the music. As faithfully as possible cool. via, um, you know, the production. They're trying. Yeah. To, they're trying to take what they did in the studio and make it sound exactly like that. Other than obviously 
uh, the 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 vocals sounding exactly like John or Paul, but the the instrumentation they try to make it as if you're hearing it, you know, the the way they record it in the studio. It's there pretty was, cool. Years ago on Long Island, there was a, uh, a in fact, there were contemporaries of Twisted Sister. They were a cover band, a Doors co- a Doors tribute band, mm-hmm. and the lead singer. I don't know if he realized he wasn't Jim Morrison. Oh, really? He <laughs> thought he was Jim. He was like, he was a little, uh, there was something deranged in that. There, I was hosting a Zeppelin cover band at the Ambler Cabaret a thousand years ago, and the singer had long, blonde, curly hair. And I, Preston and Steve. Whoa. That's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Sounds like my show. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were saying? I, I w- uh, went to say goodnight to them at the end of the show. And the singer had gone. I go. It's wild that you guys were able to get a singer with long blonde hair that like that. And he go, they go. It's a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, you know, it's just like okay. Steel Panthers. A few of those guys are wigs. Yeah, oh, sure. It's yeah, pretty I mean, wild. Their whole their thing is massive yeah. parody. Yeah, totally. Um, as opposed to the people who really do sort of take on the role, as you say, right? Um, and the, it, it, some some of it's a little too much. I mean, they just like the Pink Floyds. How about the Australian Pink Floyd? How about the <laughs> New Zealand Pink Floyd? How about the real effing Pink Floyd? <laughs> you know, I, and, and stop using the. Uh, you know, I don't. It's uh, no. there are a few Rush tribute bands that are supposed to be really, really good. And of course, the band doesn't exist anymore. So that's that's your option, right? It's yeah. all you're gonna get. Yeah. The thing on the the, the Beatle manias. At first, I thought it was intriguing, but yeah, I saw some version of it with the symphony or with the um, Philly Pops Orchestra. Yeah, and they had one of those Beatle mania type bands, and they spoke in Beatles. I mean, they're clearly from Liverpudlian. You know, they're um, from from New Jersey. Right. And they yeah. were at, you know <laughs> affecting the John Lennon accent and the Paul. <laughs> And, and and then putting on the wigs at the different phases of the Beatles career, and I go, I, I don't, I don't vibe to that. How you all you blokes and bitches doing tonight? <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, anyhow, there's a group called Red Knot Chili yes. Peppers. <laughs> um, I want to thank Tom Papa for being on our show. Yeah. He's just the best, and uh, his book is called We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room, and that is available now everywhere, and uh, he said he'll be back in maybe late in the summer at the Keswick Theater. We'll keep an eye on the dates and let you know when that's coming up. Uh, we are now, we can now play this effect if you're ready, sir, for the yes. letter of the day. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Jobs brought to you today by the letter A as in art. All right, and we have a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block to give away. Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. We'll give that away tomorrow. Uh, what are you doing today? Well, I'm just like, you know, hanging out, you know, I'm going to like. Play records and groove. Records. And today, this relax. It's chill. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna chill. I'm gonna like have coffee and listen with people and share some vibes, man. And we'll also have dead and company tickets. Nice, uh, which will be fun for next for is this Thursday? Next Thursday, yeah, a week oh, from yeah. tonight. Today, yes. This Thank is this you. Thursday, and then next Thursday will be a, a week from now. I'm going to that show. I've never seen the dead before. Really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, that's at the ballpark. We'll also have workforce blocks of you two. Uh, you just play some peppers. Uh, Californication was released today. Wow! And uh, so we will do a full block of the peppers, and um, we will do. St- Sit down, stand up, a block of Motorhead. Motorhead. Ah, yes, Motorhead. Right. Da, da, dee, dee, dee. You know that song, Motoring? 
Which that's on Mr. Christian. I'm thinking Motorhead instead of motoring. Motorhead. Metal God Invited your head. You're talking about guilty pleasures yesterday is definitely. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. Who is this? It's It's uh, Christian. Christian. Yeah, but it's by Night Ranger. Oh. Yeah. Okay, right. Were you Where were you during that era in your... I, I was here. Career? Okay, we, all right. We, we probably played it. I'm sure you played the hell out of it. Uh, we played everything. Yeah. Brian Adams was just in town last night. I did not go, but friends of mine were there. Said he did one great song after another after another. And MMR played those mm-hmm. like we would play the Peppers or, you know, yeah. Shine Down or bands of that, like, uh, that ilk now. So... I'm sure we played it. We're yep. the ilkiest. We're yeah. the ilkiest. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Polar Seltzer. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. Tomorrow's program will include uh, David Keckner. Yes. In our studio. Jam. He's been here many times. Uh, our buddy Michael Barkan hey. is stopping by tomorrow, and it will be a no sad bro Friday for everyone. And then Steve, you just want to mention one more time: the, the Muni's on for tonight. Muni so on the you, uh, you purchased, I think we're basically sold out, but uh, everything's on and running. We'll look. We're looking forward to seeing you down there at the Mashalu for the uh, Max Fund benefit. It's going to be a great time. Excellent. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. <laughs> The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.